What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into Radio Row here at Super Bowl 57. I am Matt Verderam, and with me is Malcolm Harris Gowdy. Welcome in, man. How are you doing today? Fantastic, Matt. Awesome. Appreciate you having me on this uh, Stack in the Box live stream. No doubt. Here on Stack in the Box, Arrowhead Addict, we've got it all going on. We're going to have plenty of guests for you here over the next couple hours. Malcolm and, my, Malcolm and I will be here for the whole thing. We're going to have Kay Adams, we're going to have Trey Wingo, TJ Hawkinson, Sean Alexander. Kenny Main, Kenny Main's up first. He's going to be joining us in about seven minutes here at 10 o'clock local time. Malcolm, while we're sitting here waiting, let's talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. Uh, you know, what are you most looking forward to in the game between the Chiefs and the Eagles? Uh, I'm looking forward to everything, Matt. Uh, I'm looking forward to a to a great uh, showdown between both teams, the chess match between uh, Nick Sirianni and Andy Reid, and it's going to be a fantastic game. Um I'm also looking forward to the halftime show with Rihanna and the <laughs> national anthem with Chris Tableton and you know, getting getting to be uh getting to be reporter um, alongside you. It's gonna be amazing. And uh every you know, this is the moment that um that I've been waiting for for a very long time. Can't wait to do it. Should be a lot of fun. What is what has been your favorite part of the experience so far here? I mean it's only Wednesday morning. We got a long week ahead of us, but yeah. Um my uh, the 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 key highlight for me so far has to be open a night on Monday night, mm-hmm. where I got to interview uh, Coach Andy Reid of the Chiefs. I got to uh, talk to uh, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Miles Sanders, Travis Kelsey, and I also got to talk to uh, Gracie Hunt as well. Yeah. So though, so so far, I would say open a night has been my favorite. Awesome, yeah. And, and Gracie Hunt, Travis Kelsey, friends of the podcast, they've been on before. They do a terrific job. Um, what do you expect from Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl? I mean, I, he obviously a great player. He's had a couple of big games in the playoffs so far. Eagles will pay some close attention. Do you think he gets loose? Do you think the Eagles try to bottle him up? I think the Eagles are going to try to bottle him up. But, um, but you know how Travis Kelsey is going to find a way to, to you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to get him open. 
he, you know, and also for me too, Matt, um, it's going to be key that the offensive line for the Chiefs is able to protect um, Mahomes, you know, because you got to remember, you know, with, with the ankle that he had uh, against the Bengals in the AFC title game, you know, so that, you know, that's what the Eagles are going to be keying in on. So that's going to be key right there. No question. I mean, this is, you know, Mahomes gets hurt in the divisional round against Jacksonville, against Cincinnati. He was right. he was limping as the game went on, as you mm-hmm. pointed out. Talked to him yesterday. He said the ankle's, quote, way better. Now, is that is that 100%? No, it's not. Is it's it not 90%? 100%. I don't know. We'll, maybe, maybe I mean, between we'll, 80 and 90. I mean, we'll, fi- we'll find out when, it, you know, we'll find out Sunday. You know, I, I think that might be the biggest key in the game. If he can if he can move around and escape some pressure, right. then all of a sudden it becomes a lot harder to rush him, right? Because right. then all of a sudden he can get outside, make a play out of the pocket. If he can't move as well, then all of a sudden the offensive line, as you point out, really has to hold up because right. he hasn't had that mobility. And you also got to look at from Mr. Spector too, Matt. You got the no one scoring, you got the no one scoring offense in the Chiefs versus yep. the no one scoring defense in the Eagles. So something's got to give on Sunday, you know. So we'll see. Uh, We'll see uh, which team hosts true and uh, which team will uh, hoist the Lombardi Trophy uh, on Sunday. We'll find out. You know, it's funny. I was I was looking through Twitter last night, and I forget where I saw the stat, but Mahomes against top five defenses in his career yeah. is 11-2. and two. Right. So it'll be fascinating. Obviously, he saw a couple of them in, in the 49ers and right. Buccaneers. Right. Um, one-on-one in those Super Bowls. We'll see how the, how the rubber match goes, so to speak. But it, I'm really fascinated to see in this game, there's no Tyree Kill. Ball's going to get spread around more, right? You know, Kelsey, of course, the focal point that we talked about. And you don't have you, you don't have Miko Hardman for the Chiefs. Yep, he's, out. he's on IR. Yep. He's on IR. And uh, I'm interested to see if Isaiah Pacheco will step up. You know, you got Clyde edwards O'Leary, the running back for Kansas City. I mean, um, you know, you got all those guys. You know, we'll see uh, if those uh, guys will step up for Mahomes. You know, because Mahomes, uh, to me, um, is not. You know, to me, even though his ankle is, you know, even though he's limited. Uh, yep. Mobility wise, that don't necessarily mean you know that, you know that the you know that Patrick Mahomes can you know can, can start running on stuff like that. So you gotta figure, you know, it's gonna yep. be key. Oh well, I mean, heck, he was he was limited against the Bengals and it didn't stop him from throwing for three twenty six and two touchdowns. He, right. And he, and the the biggest play of the game, he took off running. I was able to pick up that first down, get the penalty, mm-hmm. and the, and end up kicking the game winning field goal. We're gonna welcome in Kenny Maine here in a second, who uh, is working with Caesars, and so we'll have him come in, but. I just think it's going to be a great game. I think it's close. I think both teams are – I think they're the two best teams in football. Yeah. So, really looking forward to Yeah, it's to going it. to be close for me as well. Um, to me, it's going to – for me, um, I just – I think it's going to come down to a game-winning field goal, and I think it's going to be uh, Harrison, Harrison Bucker uh, kicking that uh, game winner and Chiefs uh, win it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, 
or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Going to welcome in uh, Kenny Main, who's nice enough to join us here for a few minutes on Radio Row. Check. Hey. How you doing, Kenny? I'm well. What's up, Kenny? Got in here. How you doing? Good? Good. Hey, good. I did the Seattle Special Olympics event. That was fun. Yeah, awesome. A couple awesome. few years back, right? That was like that was like a big dang deal. I feel like it was twenty. Was it eighteen? I can't remember. Twenty eighteen? I can't remember. Where was it held in Seattle? All over Seattle. Yeah, I did. I did the awards show for it. I've been involved with Special Olympics a bunch of years. One time we were judges in a skiing event, and that you know it was just like time them through the, the make sure, sure they're okay. Sure. And this kid falls down. And I'm I'm a very average skier myself. Like I might need to lift up, but he falls down. But it's a real competition. You don't you want to help him up, but you shouldn't you help him up. It's right. a con- you don't go out on the basketball court and help if you got to shoot a free throw. Exactly. And finally, they kind of he just wasn't going to get up. Mm-hmm. So I think he DQ'd. Like I pick him up. He's as bigger, bigger than me, and we're kind of facing downhill. Right. He he might have gone through the lobby. He was going so fast. <laughs> if he'd only gone like that, he was winning the thing. But no, I've. Uh, I've long been involved in that, and and it's and it's obviously a great program. It is. It's a terrific cause, and I, I wanted to ask you off the top. You're working with Caesars, um, you know what? Why the partnership, and and what are you looking at this week in terms of the betting angles of the game? Well, they'd like me to mention quick picks. What they do on those sometimes, <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know how people will make up a bet. They'll say, "I, I Sonics." Oh wait, there's no Sonics anymore. Should Sonics are gonna win. Gus Williams is going to be over 20, and, you know, Jack Sikkim is going to have 10 rebounds. You know, like you make a parlay, yeah. right? Yeah, right, right. Caesars has been doing like, hey, we'll nominate some. If you like them, play them. If you don't like them, don't. But the origin of it was I played football at UNLV a long time ago. That's where I'm wearing this, this brace <laughs> that we might talk about too um, from football. And the first place I ever went, like on my recruiting thing, was Caesars Palace. And then coincidentally, I leave ESPN. Caesars, one of the companies that called, hey, do you want to have a talk about maybe doing something? Right. So essentially, I do a lot of the same stuff I've always been doing. I'm just doing it for a different outlet, a little shorter, used differently, promoting a product, you know. But I do less of, hey, here's the quick pick thing, than do like little feature stories that sort of complement the whole overall look of Caesars and the message they're putting out. Right. So you mentioned, Kenny, about your, um, about your connection with Special Olympus. Can you uh, elaborate more on your connection with Special Olympus and, and the importance of that? Well, way back when um, at ESPN, they had a relationship, and they still do, and I'd be invited. Like I said, I did some judging. I showed up at events. Sometimes just showed up to show up, you know, cheer the kids on. Um, and uh, several times I hosted like kind of like the awards, the big year-end thing, right, the celebration of Special Olympics there. Did some out in Seattle as well. Did the big games out in Seattle. So, I mean, the affiliation is easy. I was asked, hey, do you want to do it? And I said, yes. 
And then once you're asked once, you get asked twice. And then pretty soon it's like, I want, you know, what's the next thing? What are we doing? So it's not like I'm actively daily. Right. You know, but it's more like, hey, something comes up. Can you help out? Can you be there? And and it's always been fun. It's been, gosh, 30 years of it or 25 years of it. Now, I want to ask you because you were at ESPN for a very long time. You were involved in some of the This Is Sports Center commercials. Of all those commercials, either that you were in or maybe even the ones you weren't, What's your favorite one? What's the one that's most memorable to you? That's so hard. I, I when I get asked this, I usually end up naming like seven, but <laughs> just one. Yeah. Well, there, there's a tie. Stuart Scott in both with me right. or me with him. Mm-hmm. Remember when Kobe and and Keyshawn were rookies, and we did this bit about we called it rookie camp, and we were going to toughen them up. Right. Here's how you got to handle the media. You got to be more assertive, et cetera. And we're like yelling at these guys. You know, it was all like a play, but. <laughs> Only thing I didn't like is I was wearing like mom jeans and a tucked in shirt. Like, right. what was I doing? Like, I think I was trying to conform and I hate tucking in my shirt. But I think for that, I was like, all right, I should look like I, right. and I looked worse. The other one, me and Stuart on a basketball court, kind of not a borderline Special Olympics note. They called it what they call Big Buddy Program. It was like us with kids in the community, right. you know, giving back to the town. Right. And then Stuart and I become jerks immediately and steal the ball from the kids. And <laughs> sort of like the Peyton Manning, remember the SNL, uh, SNL, SNL but we did ours right. first, just so you know. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you ever received, Kenny? Share a little bit on that. Got a good one. I played junior college football before I went to UNLV. I'm a mm-hmm. coach, Sandy Cooprider. He, he knew a bunch of us thought we were better than where we were, right? Like, I, I wanted to go to D1. Other people had whatever their ambitions were, but none of us or few of us thought we were where we sh- or we that we were where we should be, right? Right. But he he sensed that, and I. By the way, I love the whole community college and playing JC football. It, it gave me a chance to grow and get bigger and get ready for something else. And at the same time, you're kind of jealous of man. Why am I playing here and not playing there? Right. right. That was the point. So his his note was. Whatever you're doing, make it your big time. Like if you, so what if you think you're better? You're mm-hmm. you're here. Don't, don't you're not elsewhere. You're here, and and he, you know, kind of slapped us in the face a little bit. Like right. wake up and enjoy what you're doing, and work hard at what you're doing, and whatever you're doing, make it the best thing it can be in that moment. My mom and dad always said the same thing. If whatever your job is, I used to be a garbage man. Like be a good garbage man. Do what you know. <laughs> that was a summer job. But wow. Um, and the other one comes from nick zito a horse race trainer yeah yeah. he was at the belmont and he had never won the belmont to this point right and he'd always run second like seven eight nine times Mm -hmm. and he was kind of getting grilled like is how disappointing is that he's like second's pretty good you know like it's better than third (laughs) and he said here's the thing you can't even lose if you don't enter yeah and it's just like a really cool way to look at things like put yourself out there be willing to fail of advice i always give like don't have pride about it like you're trying for a job and you don't get it, then try for another one or go back to the first one and explain, here's how I've improved or what, you know, whatever your marketing of yourself right. is. So kind of like, just keep trying, be doing something. You big horse racing guy? Um, I grew up at a track called Long Acres, okay. which yep. was south of Seattle, built in the 30s, just like Santa Anita, kind of had that same feel. You could see right. Mount Rainier in the distance. Gary Stevens kind of made his, made his name there, and then he moved down to California and, and really did it. So for you... 73 Belmont, Secretariat, 31 lines. Is that is that the greatest athletic performance of all? Because there's always a debate of, like, well, it's, right. it's a horse, not, it's not a baseball yeah. player, it's not a football player. Where do you stand on that? I include Secretariat in that argument. Whether, it's the, whether it's the first one or, or not, 
I think it should count. Absolutely. Right. Like it was, and you can count all of it. The jockey, the trainer, you know, right. the That's athletic achievement was Absolutely. man and, and, and beast, you know, uh, and I'm old enough to remember it pretty well. Like it was so bizarre. Like as he just kept pulling and pulling away, I have a really cool photo of that at home, but it's not the shot that you think it's a tight shot. Right. Oh, really? It's just, there it is at the wire. It's, just, it's, it's seen in a different way. Cause we're all so used to hearing the call. He's right, moving like a tremendous shot. machine. Yeah. 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 So you've been, you've been part of sports, sports media for a long time, Kenny. So I would love to ask you, did you have a favorite sports personality uh, growing up? Well, there were probably a bunch, but the thing is, and it was probably more local, like the local guy that called the Seattle Sonics, Bob Blackburn, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like people that you related to because they're right there. Right. But growing up and then even in college, I didn't want to do sports. I wanted to do news. I wanted to be like, end up being like Ken Burns or something, like do serious stuff, documentaries. Right, right. I got on at a TV station in Seattle out of college, took a while to get on the air. You know, I was like a gopher for a while and moved up as a producer and so forth. Um, and they just shifted me to sports. Like, hey, we're adding a weekend show, you're doing sports. And I didn't even, it wasn't like volunteering for it. Right. But once I started doing it, got mm -hmm. to create it and got yeah. to own it, then ESPN became my goal. Awesome. Yeah. You uh, you mentioned at the top, you got a brace on on the right leg. I know some people can't see me on the camera, but uh, what, what's going on? Was it was it an athletic injury, yes. or was it or was it like you fell out of bed and went down? No, the no, it was it wasn't all that heroic, but it was football. It was last play of a game at Oregon, my junior year of college. I had a fracture dislocation. Guy oh. stuck his helmet on my ankle to end the game, which is always always a good thing, you know. <laughs> have your leg underground at the end. Um, and I came back and played the next year. I was second string, but you know, I was healthy enough. I recovered enough. Right. But year by year, decade by decade, you know, it's just the way it is, right? It's old stuff starts getting worse. So I found this guy in Gig Harbor, Washington, and he makes this device. I should hold it up for your camera. Can your camera see this? <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> so he, this device takes all the pressure off the joint. Yeah. Huh. And once I got mine, after I like cried for three hours, like I couldn't believe. My life changed like that. Wow. Like wow. I ran on the first day. Not not like 10 mile run, but I, well, I ran on the treadmill. And so Gretchen and I said, let's make something good out of this. And we started a foundation. It's called Run Freely, R-U-N-F-R-E-E-L-Y, Run Freely, dot O-R-G. And people can donate there if they want to, and we get the next veteran going pain-free. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic, Kenny. I'm going to get you out here um, on this last question. What's your favorite Super Bowl you have covered? When the Seahawks beat Denver, <laughs> worst one the next year when they lost. And I wasn't covering either of those, actually. Right, right, I right. just went there as a fan. Right. I was. I had done other work, but I, mm -hmm. I just went there to cheer my team on. Nice. Seattle should have not given it to Marshawn. They should have faked it to Marshawn right. and rolled left. Mm -hmm. Now you run it in, you throw it in, you throw it away. Now it's third down if you don't. But, no, they ran that play over there, and Malcolm Butler still has the ball. Yeah. I remember uh, that very, very well. And the answer to your other question, I think it's a complete toss-up game. But if I had to bet a penny, it would be Philadelphia. Okay. But all you others can bet responsibly at Caesars. That's right. That's right. Make your own choices. That's right, Why, Kenny, thank you so much for Thanks. joining us right. today. Thanks. Thank really you. appreciate your time. Appreciate your time, Kenny. Thank you. Enjoy Thanks for having me. And listen, if you'd like to go and bet at Caesars, we have a promo for it. Code name is Arrowful. Why it's on Arrowhead? I don't know. But it's Arrowful, F-U-L-L. Get your first bet on Caesars up to $1,250. And I'm going to read the disclaimer. We're going to have some fun with this. 
New customers only, 21 and up, and present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, and West Virginia. $10 or more wager required and bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wagered is settled as a loss. Maximum bet, 1250 as I mentioned, and must be used within 14 days of the receipt. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado or Kansas, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to New York, 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 888-789-7777 in Connecticut, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-877-770-STOP in, L- in uh, Louisiana, or call or text TN Redline or 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or one 888 532-3500 in Virginia. Caesars and put in the code ARROWFULL. It's huge for us. It's really helpful. And for you, it's a fun way to throw a little bit of money on the game and uh, bet on either the Chiefs or the Eagles, depending on which way you want to go. Yeah, Matt, uh, you got all that in, in there. That's a that's a <laughs> chuck full. That's a <laughs> mouthful to, 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 to read in there. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I've done it now for months, so I'm, I'm uh, well-versed in it. Um, what was uh, what's your favorite part there talking to Kenny? My favorite part talking to Kenny was uh, was a special Olympus, you know, no. uh, tie-in. That 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 really uh, that was uh, my favorite part, honestly. Um, how he just tied into Special Olympus, and you know, and how he was able to go to the uh, 2018 uh, USA Games in Seattle. That's what I loved. Uh, that's what I loved the most. We got a few minutes here. We're gonna have K Adams on about 20 minutes. Um, but you know, Malcolm, we got a minute. Like, what what does Special Olympics mean to you? I mean, well, obviously, it's a, it's a big part of your life. It's important to you. Uh, how how long ago did you get involved in it, and uh, why is it so important to you? So, Matt, I got involved in Special Olympics back in 2006. Believe it or not, I got involved when I was in high school. Uh, I went to Fort Pierce Central High School uh, in Florida. I ran the uh, law enforcement enforcement for three years in a row. Um, my picture was in the paper three years in a row. And uh, I love Special Olympics so much because, you know, they've, they've been able to give me opportunities that no one else, you know, with um, intellectual disabilities could even um, be able to do. Um, first first time ever being a part of Special Olympics uh, Media Row for the Super Bowl. Uh, first one uh, ever going to the Super Bowl as a, as a reporter. Um, this, you know, it's unprecedented. Uh, you know, making history for the you know for the first time, and it's not gonna be the last. You know, and I'm just grateful that Special Olympus has been able to uh, give me these opportunities. What does it mean to you to make that kind of history? I mean, obviously for you, and not just for you, but really, like you said, anybody who's dealing with an intellectual disability, I mean, this is uh, this is as big as it gets in sports. There's yeah. No, there's no bigger event than this. So, like, what does it mean to you to have this opportunity and to, and to break that ground? I mean, it's to me, Matt, breaking this ground is just so amazing. And I want to show everybody out there that if I can do something like this, everybody else can do it as well. That you know, that's what I'm trying to show everybody, and you know, and that's what it's all about. Well, you're definitely doing that. You're doing a hell of a job. Um, you know, when you look at this week and everything going on here, whether it be Radio Row or Media Night, as we talked about opening night on Monday, yeah. Um, what maybe has surprised you, if anything, about about the week so far? I mean. I mean, I've gotten so many surprises so far, but I would have to say yesterday, um, the surprise from Anquan Bowen just really um, 
just really was the biggest was was the biggest one. Uh, talking to him on Zoom and uh, sharing with me that I had to go to the Super Bowl as a reporter, you know, and then George Kittle yesterday yep. to to start out. That was a surprise as well too. Um, you know, I, you know, as everybody knows, I'm a Niners fan. You know, even though that they didn't get it, they didn't get in this year. But um, you know, they'll be back next year. You know, they have all the weapons, all the pieces. You know, we'll, you know, they're we're just gonna have to see what happens quarterback wise. You know, I mean, you know, we'll see if Trey Lance can be healthy, and uh, you know, maybe uh, Brock Purdy will be healthy enough, to, you know, to play next season. You know, but we'll see. Being an Niners guy, who should they go with? In, in your opinion, if you had the call, it's your decision, Trey Lance or Brock Purdy? It'd be Brock Purdy, because the way he's playing. You know, the way he was playing all season long, um, the way he was able to lead the Niners offense, he wasn't turning the ball over as much. Um, he stayed cool, calm, collected, didn't really make a lot of mistakes, was able to uh, manage the game like, you know, like Kyle Shanahan would want him to do. And uh, if it was me, I would go with uh, Rob Purdy. I'm with you. I mean, I, I think he's shown he obviously can win games. Yeah. I mean, that's not a – he won a playoff game. Right. Beat a good Cowboys team. Right. And I think if you're Trey Lance – look, I'm not saying Trey Lance doesn't have a lot of potential. He certainly does. He's the right. overall pick. But if, if I'm the 49ers, I'm saying, look, we, we, we know a guy who can win. Right. We have that guy. I, right. I, I'm with you. You have, you, have, you have the ingredients to win. And for me, you got to be able to have that quarterback that knows that, that West Coast offense that Kyle Shanahan has so well. So you got to be able to just, you know – you, you just gotta be able to know that offense, know know the tutelage of it. Yep. You know, know the terminology. You know the playbook. You know the audibles, the things like that. You know, when you're at the line of scrimmage, you have to be able to see what the defense is trying to do, and just read and react to what the defense is trying to do. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100. percent um, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna add a guest there. We're gonna have C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys from Old Spice. All right. On. That's gonna be great. Have him on uh, momentarily. So that'll be good, and then we'll have Kay Adams coming out. So we got we have a we have a book slate to put it to put it mildly. Absolutely, um, but that's great. Well, happy to have CD come on. Um, one of the best receivers in the league right now. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, for you now, when did you get into town? When did you get into Arizona? Got in. We got in Monday. Monday. Okay. Yeah, Monday. Uh, yeah, we got in uh, Monday morning at at eleven forty seven local. Uh, flew out of Orlando to uh, Houston. And then from Houston to uh, Arizona, um, the fly was smooth. Um, coming, you know, going to uh, Orlando to Houston, but the TSA from Orlando International took like about <laughs> took about twenty eight minutes usually. So like going through security and yep. you know you know how Mondays are you know you know like a travel day and things of that nature. So everybody's traveling. You know you have to go through the TSA. You know how that goes. Yep, Matt, you know yep, when yep. you know when you're flying into different cities around the country and. All that jazz, you know. So, so the the the, the flight was smooth, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that the, the flight was. good. You never know with that. Sometimes it's okay, and sometimes it's a it's a real process yeah, it to could make be, it happen. It, you know, give or take. Hey, we're gonna welcome in CD Lamb here, the Dallas Cowboys, right now. How you doing? Welcome in. Appreciate welcome you. Appreciate you. I'm good. How are you? What's good, CD. What's happening? Nothing much, man. Early morning, getting it in. So, appreciate you taking the time with us. Of course, of course. Appreciate you guys having me. So we got we got CD joining us here, obviously with Old Spice, uh, Old Spice swagger as it is. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you're repping and why you're repping it? Old Spice is really to save a lot of guys. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna it's keep true. it. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. But uh, of course, um, a lot of people will tell you when you you know 
you got something in your hair, you got something in your teeth. Mm-hmm. They never really tell you when you smell bad, you know. So, uh, and that's where Old Spice come in. They do a great job of just, you know, canceling out all those situations. You can really just focus on, you know, the main thing. And um, the Old Spice Swagger 247, long-lasting deodorant, it's, it's helped me out a lot. So I know it can help a lot of other people. So It's important to stay fresh. Most Absolutely. Yeah. So as a as a wide receiver, what's your training regimen uh, like uh, during the season and also in the offseason? <clears throat> during the season, um, I focus more on core and legs and as I do on the offseason as well. Um, I, granted that all we do is run, you know, so that comes from the core and it comes from the glutes and the legs. And, uh, and I focus on that all offseason. And then I kind of get more in the field and speed conditioning, uh, more so right before training camp. So um, it's a little bit of strength and conditioning, of course, but uh, just more so taking care of my body and having a ritual for myself so I can just keep a routine. You know, two years ago, you break out, you have a great year, we'll go over 1,000 yards, make the Pro Bowl. This past year, over 100 receptions, most catches ever had, most yardage, most touchdowns. Did you feel some pressure to step up with Amari getting traded over to Cleveland, knowing that and maybe it was before like a 1A, 1B. Now it's, hey, look, I'm the guy. I've right. got to make sure that I'm getting open. And, of course, you missed Dak for a month and a half there. Mm-hmm. You know, was that part of the reason you felt like maybe your game got elevated? Most definitely. Uh, not having Dak in my first five games kind of mandatorily made me grow. And by that, I feel like expand as a receiver, expand my knowledge as far as being a teammate and able to explain it to my guys, the guys that's younger than me. Or that just getting in, because mind you, I'm in my third year, but I'm the youngest in my room. Yeah. So right. as far as experience, I'm the old, I'm one of the oldest. So uh, as far as you know, relating the messages to the guys and understanding my positioning, I knew I wouldn't say as much pressure because I felt like I was ready for this moment, but it was more so an opportunity. That's what I looked at it as. So I'm gonna ask you, how'd you get a nickname uh, CD? Where did it come from? Um, my peewee coach, uh, off the rip, uh, I told him my name was Sidarian, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. we we're in stretch lines. He was like, bro, we got to come up with a nickname because, you know, <laughs> at practice, I'm not going to just, Sidarian, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and I was all for it as a, at a young age. All you know, I mean, it's a lot of nicknames. A lot of guys have nicknames sure. on the sure. scene. So, we're, we're one day in a stretch line, I was the stretch circle, and the coach had came up to me, um, He's like, CD. I looked around like, who is that? <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's you. Uh, we're gonna, that's going to be your nickname. And ever since then, it stuck with me. That's awesome. That's crazy. Awesome, CD. You guys had a great year this year, right? I mean, you come on strong at the end. You have a big win against Philly late in the season, mm-hmm. 40 points in the game. I'm curious, that game against Philadelphia, I know they were missing some parts. I mean, Hurts doesn't play on the offensive right. side. Defensively, they didn't have uh, Gardner Johnson. But – what was it about that game you guys felt you were able to shred a, a pretty good Eagles defense? Because, bro, understanding the parts that we have on offense, granted the first time they beat us, we didn't have that. Yeah, of course. So, right, of course. Right. We, could, we, right. could put, we could put a situation, a scenario, in either one of these games that is it went one and one, and understanding that we would have had the, the rematch in the NFC Championship, granted everybody wanted that. But, of course, unfortunately, San Fran beat us. But um, – Man, it was a uh, it was a great game. Um, it was it felt like David and Goliath, uh, big on big. And honestly, because they were the number one pass offense going into the game, and we we're the number one pass offense, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they're the number one defense, defense versus yeah. the pass yeah. offense. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pass defense. Right. Should I say? Right. And then boom. So it was going to be a great game. It was highly anticipated and understanding the situation that we have a lot of guys that we need this game. 
a lot of things riding on this. So again, just everything building up into the game made the game bigger than what it really was. Did you have a favorite wide receiver uh, growing up as a kid that you yeah. wanted to follow your game after and emulate? Most def. Uh, I liked Reggie Wayne a lot. Um, who else? There's a lot of guys. I liked Pierre Garçon when he was in Washington or Indiana, actually. I was a big fan of the Colts now that I think about it. When they had Joseph Adai, Marvin Harrison, yep. all those guys, Peyton Manning, Dallas Clark. Yeah, it was crazy. And um, Andre Johnson, the list could go on and on, but Andre Johnson and Reggie Wayne were the main two for sure. I'm curious, this game, obviously, you got Kansas City and Philadelphia. I know you didn't play Kansas City this year. You played right. Philly, of course, a couple times. How do you break down the game? I mean, from your perspective, player perspective, how do you break it down, and, <clears throat> and would you give one team the edge over the other? Uh, quite honestly, I feel like the defensive line is going to be the, the impact of this game. Uh, rather, it's Chris Jones and his and his crew or Fletcher Cox and his crew. Yep. And Hassan Watt, Reddick, he's been playing great. Um Love those guys. I mean, granted that, yeah, we're we're division rivals, but I, I I give credit when it's due. I'm a realist, right. you know. Uh, they have four guys up there. They like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying like the pass rush is crazy, and the number one thing in this in this league is a passing league. So if you cannot pass the ball, you're not gonna win, you know. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. but uh, man, I I don't know. This should be a good one. I like I like both guys, but I got more team. I got more friends on the Eagles, but I feel like me as a Dallas Cowboys is prohibited me for going to the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I got to go with KC. Okay. okay. Is, is, there a is there a teammate in the locker room you would say is the funniest? As far as, yeah, now nah, we got a lot of comedians yeah. in that locker room. Um, Tyler Smith is actually pretty funny. You just got to talk to him. Very, he's, he's, he got jokes all day. Zeke is, Zeke, we got a lot of guys. What about Tony Pollard? TP, he he, he funny, but he don't he don't look to be the comedian. Right. <laughs> Tyler and Zeke are your two, and then there's me. I'm not even going. It's me. I'm I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the third one. What do you What are you hoping for? I mean, look, I know it's not your decision to make personnel calls and whatnot. I, I understand that. What are you hoping for out of the out of the Cowboys this offseason? Is there anything you're like, you know, what, I'd really love to see us do X. Uh. Honestly, we just actually take a step. I don't care whether what it is, who we get. I just want us to take a step and not really be the same team that we were last year, regarding of however it goes. You know, obviously we we're we're moving some parts around. We're moving. We're getting more people. Like as far as in the coaching staff, we're moving right. a lot of pieces around. Of course, obviously we saw that Kellen left. Um, yeah, I just I just hope that we make a step this off season and then going into fall camp. We just built off everything that we've done last year. How do you feel about Kellen Moore going to the Chargers and then them elevating Brian Schottenheimer, who was already in the building? Right. So right. You, you know, you know, Shotty. Yeah, but I mean, what, how do you feel about uh, you know that movement? Were you expecting it? Was it surprising to you? Very surprising to me. I mean, I wasn't honestly, quite honestly, bro. When I leave, when I leave uh, the building and kind of really, you know, relax, I feel like that's where all the surprises come from. So yeah. as far as being in the building, I have to be more present. And with that being said, this offseason, I plan on going back to the, you know, Dallas and kind of seeing what we're planning on doing and understanding. Like, I want to, I want to know. I want to. I'm willing to do whatever we have to do to get to the Super Bowl. As you can see, like the past two years, the two teams that won the Super Bowl are guys that made big moves in the offseason, and right. it's very crucial. So, I take the offseason just as serious as I do in season. So, for sure. If you were not wide receiver, 
what other position would you play? Running back. No question. <laughs> no question. And if it's not running back, I'm playing safety. In that simple, in that order. You got a thousand yards yeah, in you as a running back? Most deaf. Okay. You'll be surprised. Okay. <laughs> You'll be surprised. You, you, is you, it a little Debo role for you? Yeah. Typically. Okay. Typically. Okay. Is it easy getting a thousand yards um, rushing or receiving? Receiving. For sure, easier receiving. I wouldn't say easy, but it's easier on the receiving end. Because rushing, you're eight yards back, right? right. You're always negative eight, <laughs> right. negative five. True, true. Every every time, you're negative five, negative eight. So receiving, you're zero, and you're just going for it, you know? Your money right now, and you can include yourself. Who's the best receiver in the NFL? Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Point blank period. And I look, I, I look at, as far as receiving – Receivers, I look at guys who consistently keep a DB on their toes. Okay. And Devontae Adams, bro, you cannot. There's nothing you can do with him. Yeah, his, his back shoulder fades are crazy. Right. Ridiculous. I'm going to get you all on this, CD. What surprised you most about, about your team this season, the Cowboys, and uh, just the NFL in general? What surprised you the most this year? Honestly, just, just the, our ability and our will to win, no matter how the game went and then the resilience that we've proved – uh, all year. Uh, a lot of things didn't go our way initially, and um, at the end, we still found ways to win. Uh, regarding the situation, regarding the game, regarding how many times it was, how much time was left, we still managed. We still fought back, and we still overcame adversity. So as far as being a part of that, that was a great thing to see. Awesome. Hey, CD, really appreciate your time, man. Thank Thanks you so time, much. CD. Best luck this off season. CD Lamb Best with Old Spice Swagger, 24-7 body wash protection, and believe me, all men should go out and get it. It matters. So, thank you so much. We're going to take a quick picture here with CD um, as we are on the Stack in the Box and the Arrowhead Attic podcast channels. Thanks so much for being here with us today. We have a full crew. There goes CD Lamb, one of the best receivers in the NFL, of course, with the Dallas Cowboys. Three years in and already two Pro Bowls. Not half bad. Most people would sign up for that kind of career to this point in general. And, you know, we got Kay Adams um, on deck. Yeah, Kay Adams is coming on momentarily. So yeah. this is a full show. Hopefully uh, everybody out there is enjoying it. I know we are um, as we uh, roll into about 9.30 here Mountain Time in Arizona. And I thought, you know, CD was, gave good answers. Really yeah, he upfront, did. Really honest. He did. So um, look, I, am, I am very curious to see how Dallas is next year because Dallas is a team that was right there against the Niners. Right. Game could have gone either way. Right. And if they played the Eagles, it could have been a really interesting game. Exactly, man. And for me, I'm interested to see how Dak Prescott improves as a quarterback because you got to remember, Dak Prescott led the league uh, this year in interceptions. Yeah, and he so, missed a month. Right. So I'm interested yeah. to see what happens with uh, Dak Prescott. No you doubt. Know, and uh, if he's able to limit the turnovers. No doubt. You know, if, he, if he can cut those down, maybe even by five picks. Right. Right. That changes everything. I mean, exactly. Could be, that could be a couple of games that swing the other way. Every We know in the NFL how close games are, right? It's always right. one possession. It's always a game where if you win the turnover battle, you're probably going to win. Ninety like percent of the time, you win the game. If you win the exactly. Turnover battle. So and and you also got to remember too, NFL is a game of inches as well too. You know, so you know, um, any mistake is magnified. You know, w- you know w- when it's a regular season game and the playoffs because you know you can't make those mistakes in the postseason. They expect to win. You know, and advance. So it's a it's a win and advance type of thing. You know, if you it's like you said, if you win the turnover battle. You'll be good. Probably win the game. And we saw against San Francisco, Prescott throws a couple of picks. Right. That was largely the difference. Right. If if Prescott didn't throw those interceptions um in that game against San Fran, the Cowboys would, you know, the Cowboys would be here right now. Yeah, and who knows, right? I mean, you don't know 
you know, the Eagles get the Niners and all of a sudden Purdy goes out early. Exactly. Well, if they play the Cowboys, right. who knows, right? And those right. teams know each other so well. Divisional games are always weird. Um, such a familiarity. See, see, that's what I love about the NFL. You know, you, you just never know. And you give it Sunday, you know, just because you're the best team, that don't necessarily mean you're going to win it all. Yeah. That's not always the case. You no, know? I am. Uh, every given Sunday, a team's going to give you your best shot. Yeah. No, ab- absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Thanks for everybody in the chat, by the way, right now. I uh, really appreciate it. If you could, hit the like button. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Whether or not you're watching on Sack in the Box or Arrowhead Attic, maybe you're a real fan and you're watching on both. You have them just brought up on different tabs. Right. Um, you know, if you do that, kudos to you. Um, by the way, I wanted to read it one more time here. Uh, so we're going to have Kay Adams on, and I'm just going to preemptively do this. So she's going to be working with FanDuel, and we have a promo going with them, okay? And the code is Arrowhead, and you can get a no-sweat bet on the big game up to $3,000. So if you're rolling heavy, uh, FanDuel might be the way to go. And listen, again, the promo code is Arrowhead. And if you do that, it helps us a ton. We really appreciate it. If you're thinking about making a first-time bet there. And it's new customers only, 21 up and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. And, yes, I'm going to do this again. I have to legally. $10 first deposit required, up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if you lose First online real money wager restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, get ready. Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado or Kansas. 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Call or text TN Redline. Or 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. FanDuel, Arrowhead. We're going to have Kay Adams joining us momentarily. And when she does, we'll talk a little bit about FanDuel. And then, of course, we'll get into the big game. We'll get into her show. Uh, yes. And, so there's, there's, there's plenty to talk about here. Um, but while we wait for her, um, what is maybe one of the, the, the quieter storylines about this week that you're looking forward to in the Super Bowl come Sunday? I'm looking forward to that X factor. Um, yep. That X factor to me is going to be, you know, the Chiefs defense against that Philadelphia uh, front seven um, on both sides of the ball because to me it's going to be one of the trenches. And whoever, whatever offensive line can, can control that line of scrimmage, that to me is going to be the sign factor of who wins this game. I agree. I, you know, I think, I think honestly, the Chiefs' defense has been overlooked in this game. Early in right. the year, they were not good. Yeah. They struggled a lot. They were missing some pieces. They had a lot of young kids, a lot of rookies. Right. But those rookies have really stepped up. I wrote a piece this morning about their three rookie corners, their rookie safety, and Brian Cook, who's played really well down the stretch. George Karloftis has been their rookie edge rusher. He's been excellent the second half of the year. He only had a half sack over the first 10 games of the year. Last Seven games of regular season, five and a half sacks, had a sack against the Bengals as well. So Absolutely. he's really stepped up. So to me, so for me, it's going to be whoever, you know, whoever, whoever wins the first half, to me, the first five minutes of the game is going to be crucial. Whoever gets off to an early, whoever gets off to yes. a great start, that to me is the team that's going to win. But if you're the Eagles, you don't want to fall behind against the Kansas City team. And you know how Kansas City is, you know, when it comes to, Pat Mahomes and you know the way you know, the way he's able to be a magician out there, you know, like doing all these different um passes, you know, and things yep. of that nature, you yep. know. And he is so good against the blitz. That's the key as well, Matt. You also gotta look into that as well, too, because Pat Mahomes is so good against the blitz. You yep. know, what you know, whenever he's blitzed, 
he just knows how to how to get out of there. You know, he could he could get the ball out of his hands quick. So that's gonna be key. No question. And on top of that, with Mahomes and that offense, if you get behind them, it can be an avalanche. It can be a right. lot of points quickly, and it goes from a three-point game to a seventeen-point game. Right. I think for Philly, you're right. You've got to be able to stay in front or at least stay even because then you keep running the ball. Right. If you get behind by 10 points in the third quarter, then all of a sudden you want to you have that tendency to get away from the run game, throw more. I don't think that's the way Philly wants to play this game. Right. You've got to have a balanced stack. Hey, exactly, Matt. And for me, if you're the Eagles, establish a running game early and do not be one-dimensional. Right. You know, have that, you know, establish that running game, control that line of scrimmage, keep that Kansas City offense off the field, especially Patrick Mahomes. And especially Travis Kelsey. Yeah, look, you know, it's going to be interesting. Everybody talks every week about taking away Kelsey, right? That's always the thing. Like we right. got a double Kelsey. And then they play the game, and nobody can ever take him away. And I think right. a lot of that is a move. I'm around. I asked some Eagles players about that this week. They said, well, A, he's great. And B, they move him around all over the offense. So it's hard to get a beat on him. You don't know where he's going to line up every play. It's hard to kind of shift your coverage in the moment. I find it really interesting. I mean, obviously, the Kelsey brothers, that's been a big storyline. I'm curious to see how the Eagles try to take away the best tight end in the NFL. If you're the Eagles, would you try to play man-to-man, bump bump and run on Kelsey, or would you try a zone defense? So I would probably try to be physical with him at the line of scrimmage. Right. And then maybe at that point you release and you, it, like they play a lot of zone. So if I'm them, maybe I would bring up a linebacker, chuck him at the line, and then drop into my zone coverage and hope that that's enough to disrupt them. Now, the, and that, that also is going to be heavily relying on you've got to be able to get home. Right. right? I mean, look, this game, and, and we've talked about it, CD talked about it as well, this game's about the defensive lines. Yeah. If, if, if Philly can get home, they can cause a big problem. And if you they got, can't, yikes. Right, and look at it this way. The Eagles had like over 70 sacks all, all season long. Right. They had 70 sacks all season long. I watched the Eagles all season long, and the way they play defensively, if they just, you know, if, if that front seven with Indominus Sue they have, James Bradbury, no those doubt. guys, CJ Gardner Johnson, they get it done, you know, look out. I mean, the Eagles can, you know, can surprise you. Yeah, I, I, Kay Adams just trying to intimidate me yeah. from outside the screen. Hi, guys. What's what going on? What's up, Kay? We are, uh, we're, we're living all right. How are you doing? Good. You're such a professional that you wouldn't even like look over at me and I was doing a little dance over there. Well, listen, I, you know, that's why they pay me the big bucks. All right. I'm very excited. I like these mic flaps. We love, we love the Special Olympics and I will be back whenever you're ready for me. All right. Well, that's, right. I, I think, I think it's, I think that's now. So, well, then, hello, gentlemen. Hi, guys. Hi, Kay. How it's are so you? nice to meet you. Pleasure. What's going on? It's amazing. Uh, Getting to do all these interviews uh, with Fanside. It's been really, really cool. Yeah, Fansided is amazing. I'm a big Matt fan. Matt and I, cheers to well, each other. Um, how's it going so far? Today's, I feel like, has really picked up. Yeah, a lot more people here. I feel like I've met you like 10 times, but in reality, it's the first time I've actually ever met you in person. Yeah, it's the first friends. time I met it's you always, in person. It's like yeah. it's, it's that how Twitter long, world. How long have you and Matt known each other? Um, through, On Twitter years, probably. Years. Yeah, yeah, and then we got to do one interview together, yep. which is really, really fun. Yep. And now we're here, and that's honestly the best part about Super Bowl. You're yeah. here, and you these players that you've gawked over, like watched these great. <laughs> like I just saw CD Lamb. I've never met CD Lamb in, in person. I've only interviewed him, and I'm like, CD, your energy is so great. Absolutely. He's got such a mature, collected yep. energy, and I and he's very. He used to be really nervous. He used to be a little more low key earlier in his career. Now he's a two time All Pro, and he's amazing. So that's yep. what Super Bowl is all about. And like fan sided, I'll be honest. I use fan sided all the time. Matt knows this. I'm always, you know, it's hard to cover all 32 teams. So to get to a place where it's good, sizable information, 
Um, and for the fans, which I am, it's awesome. So I love the work you guys do. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate wanted to ask you, yeah. you're, you're here on behalf of FanDuel, and of course you show up and Adam, yes. which is terrific. Um, first of all, how crazy has it been for you this week? And second of all, if you would, talk a little bit about FanDuel and what you're doing. It's very fun because this is my first Super Bowl, and I've done 10. So it's my 10th Super Bowl, but my first with this venture and my own show. And it's insane. And a startup is, no matter what anybody says, it is nuts. It is so fun up and down and you're grinding and I'm booking people and I'm meeting marketing people I would never even know. And I'm bothering people at two in the morning <laughs> about like, we want to see your guy. Can we get Saquon Barkley, please? Can we get Saquon Barkley? So it's a lot of negotiating, but I, that is what I love more than anything. Okay. And I love a startup. So it's really fun. I'm basically a warm up act for Pat McAfee who's up there right now being boisterous. So I'm just like, I'm just getting everything going. You know, the lights are falling. The mics are getting cut. I can't hear anything, oh, but old. I'm just getting it ready for the king to take over at right. 10 a.m. I mean, Kay, I'm, I'm just, I'm just in awe of what you've been able to do. I mean, you know, you, you know, your show up in Adams is just amazing. You know what you're doing for FanDuel. I mean, you know, like you said, this is your 10th Super Bowl that you have covered. I mean, talk a little bit about, the Super, you know, your favorite Super Bowl is your yeah. cover. I'll say this. My first one was the most insane because it's a lot. It really yeah. is a lot. And I have right. a young production staff who I love. Marissa Hamilton's been with me for a long time. But it's a grind. And it's it only gets crazier all week. So I remember my very first Super Bowl, I was sent. It was the Niners uh, Ravens. is the Harbaugh Bowl. Yep. Beyonce, the lights, that whole New thing. Orleans, yep. And I remember I was working for NBC at the time. And my my whole, all week, all I did was go to those early morning um, media availabilities with the players. And yep. my job was to ask guys like Jacoby Jones and Alex Smith. And uh, what's your favorite Beyonce song? Will you sing it? And that's, my, and, you know, and there's people like, you know, incredible journalists and broadcasters wanting to ask real questions. And that was mine. And I'm getting elbowed out of the way. I'm getting big time. I mean, I have one of my worst. Yeah. So, um, but that was really a special one for me. Cause it was my first, my favorite was 2015 here in Phoenix, okay. Seattle, New England. New England. It was very special. I lived in New England at the time. I was doing a show with Tom Curran. I was on the field after the game. I was doing snow angels or confetti angels. It was, that was the most special <laughs> Because I that game flipped in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm curious for you. You were at Good Morning Football for so long, right? And that became I don't want to say it where it became a household name, but nationally, yeah, yeah. I think that's where people certainly sure. were like, oh, okay, cool. That show is is and was very special. And of course, you now with Fandle. Was it hard for you to make that decision to say, you know what, this is a great thing. Like this is a no. This is a big, but it wasn't hard for you. No, you were just kind of ready to do something different. I'm not afraid to take a risk. And I didn't even FanDuel opportunity was like slightly talked about at that point, but not really. Right. Um, but I knew a year before my contract ended. It ended mm -hmm. last May when I had I knew a year before that I wasn't coming back. Okay. They okay. knew a year before. Not the show, but like the, the con people right. negotiating. Right. right, right. Um, I wasn't supposed to even stay for that last year. But we oh, did wow. an extra year. Right. But I just want I just felt you know what I really feel like? I feel like I did such good work there. Yep. And I really built something there. And I won the Emmy out the door. And if that's not a mic drop moment, then what <laughs> is, right? I won, I was my last show. And and then we finally cashed in on that Emmy. And that, that show was a grind. It is a three hour a day, incredible, irreplaceable experience. Um, but no, it was not even a question whether or not I was done. Awesome, Kay. So I would love to ask you, um, 
is there a favorite is there a, is there a favorite athlete or coach that you have interviewed or covered that you could share a favorite guest or interview oh my gosh you know who i met today i'll tell you guys about that stole my heart buddha baker yeah. i had never met him obviously i've seen him he's a two-time all pro five-time pro bowler for the arizona cardinals yes and he's incredible and like, right. I, I can't believe he's been in the league so long and me in my head he's still like a young player veteran i mean if we're talking about who I would want to launch a podcast with or have as a regular guest, Buda Baker is at, he's at the top of my list. The way he can break down the game, the way he can explain it, um, and his overall just disposition, I really liked interviewing Buda Baker this week. But Incredible. I like interviewing the guys who like don't get the love. Yeah, the kind it's of like, under why the radar. Why are you in love with the Bengals? Because I was right. like, why is no one picking the Bengals? I was going to ask you about this. Yeah. Because you've kind of become like. Talk to me, Matt. Talk to me. Yeah. This is what i do it's my job so <laughs> you're from chicago yeah okay so i'm nothing fair, i love there about sports go it's on a sad thing it's it's a sad thing. thing it's a sad day these things happen yeah look you, you, you had jordan at one point now we had jordan yeah um listen, i'm a knicks fan i have no sympathy for you ever i hear you um i hear you all the talk about nothing to root for right, 20 right. years of nothing but pain and regret that being said and two super bowl wins since what are you talking about well, you, got, you, got, you guys got something going on all right Knicks. all right regardless so you now are like a quasi Bengals fan. Like you've you adopted. Them. Oh no no no! I'm full. No. I'm fully. You're full in. You're yes. Full. You're all in on the so Bengals. I was, I've been re you, reborn, what baptized made you take the, the as leap, a Bengals fan. What what made you take the leap into into Bengals fandom? I'll tell you how it happened. I'll tell you exactly. With Hamilton as my witness, we were doing a segment and on Good Morning Football, and the guys were picking their their preseason division winners. Okay. And right. no one picked the Bengals. No, no one was talking about the Bengals. And, and I'm like, why? Just why? Why not? They have Joe Burrow. He's healthy. Why? This is before last season started. And I said, mm. and I, I was just, that, that kind of stuff. It's why I like the Saints. It's why I like the Chargers. Like, why aren't you talking about these good things that might happen? And then all of a sudden started picking up steam and Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow. He's easy to love that and, and you know, be a fan of and all of that. So that's fine. But then I just, I rode the steam. And it was, all I was saying was giving them national love, which they never get. And That's then true. I fell in love That's with true. I fell in love with the fan base for this reason. They're not entitled. This year's a little different. This year changed. Right yeah, this year changed. And, that, and that if, you, if you watched up in Adams, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. But it wasn't so much the play. I mean, you know, Joe Burrow doesn't. They're not. They're not saying sure. that kind of stuff. It's whatever. So, but I will say it was the fan base being so just fun. Like we are appreciative of the moment. Like Titans fans are like, why don't you talk about us? Love you, Titans fans. But you do. You do. This year you didn't. <laughs> There's a reason I'm this talking year about. they yeah. didn't because they were like, you know, we have no reason for you to talk about us. Right, right. So the Bengals, I just fell in love with like the the fun ride of appreciating the moment because I personally find it hard to enjoy the moment when I'm in it and that presence. And they really did that last year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is there a is there a sports broadcaster that you love to watch and you try to emulate their style? No, I wouldn't say I, I try to emulate. No one can be as a uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't have a style. I don't think. I sort of. Somebody asked me like what my goals were. I never had a goal. To, like, can't have my own show, or anything. Um, who do I love to watch? I love to watch Nate Burleson. Nate's a man. I nice just. What, you know, I like to watch. Uh, perf, you know, people who can be hype and can be, whatever. But he's just a smooth deliverer, and there's yeah. nothing you can give Nate that he can't handle. And he was such a joy to work with. And I'd say Nate, I really enjoy, but I'm obsessed with, you know, Carmen Vitale, who covers the Fox beat. I love her. I love everything she writes. I, I, I'm obsessed with her. Um, I think Laura Rutledge is so great. I love her. 
um, and enjoy. And uh, she's, you know, she's very pedigreed. I'm more, you know, well, let's go. But, but she's really um, somebody that I, that inspires me. Really, every woman that in she's this industry. She's done a me. tremendous job with Apple Live and. Uh, what a great show. Yeah, SEC yeah. What a great show on yeah. Alive. Makes people yes. smarter. Yes. yes. Listen, Kay, we know you are a busy woman. You yes. have to go. Oh. You've got a lot of things you got to get yes. done this week. I'm sure, I'll see you around. Maybe I'll try to intimidate you when you're over there doing come, up Come over. Listen, and I yeah, hear, come, I heard a I'll rumor. I heard, please do. Yeah. I heard a rumor that those uh, those Good Morning Football boys might be swinging through here. So we got to okay. do a reunion. Okay. Of All sorts. Right. So you guys, if you guys see something, say something. Absolutely. All right. We'll do, Kay. Thanks so much, Kay Adams. Up and Adams. Make sure you watch us following on Twitter. All the rest of it. So thanks a lot, Kate. Really appreciate it. Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. You hop right in. We are. Live stream. Live stream. Thanks, you guys. I will. I'll bother you. Take care. Yeah, you too. All right. That was Kay Adams of FanDuel. And again, of course, I have the promo code running Arrowhead. I won't go through the whole thing again because if I have to do the legalese one more time, I'm going to be at an open bar by noon. But great to have Kay. Pick one. Awesome. Wow. Awesomeness. Awesome. Look at that. Up and Adams. Great hat. Going back. Thanks so Thanks, much. Kay. Take it easy, everybody. Thank you, guys. Hey, have a good Take one. Take it easy, guys. You're welcome. That's a sweet hat. And I'll tell you what. It gets colder than you think in Phoenix. Yeah. Okay? Everybody's like, well, who the hell is going to wear a, a beanie cap? Let me tell you something. It's a desert. Okay? At, at night, it drops down to 40 degrees. Yeah. You're going to need that hat. Yeah, so, you are. Happy to rock it anytime, anywhere. K is one too. of the best in the business. Um, and, and I don't, look, I'm not saying actually Stan here. And, and as she mentioned, I've known her a little bit through Twitter over the years. Uh, I feel like I'd met her like five times in person. And then she sat down and realized, like, I've never met you. Uh, <laughs> I've talked to her so many times over the years, just whether it be on Twitter or in a message or whatnot. Um, right. She is so hardworking. She does a great job. She's so knowledgeable. And she's also so nice, which I will tell you. Yeah. That's a hit or miss thing in this industry. Like when you get to a certain point, certainly she's there. Um, Kay has done A plus works. So we we thank her for coming over and stopping by. Uh, and now look, so you got you got the orange and black hat. Very nice. Got the Bengals. Nice. They get the Bengals. She's rubbing the Bengals. You know she, she uh, is. She is. I I I went uh, I went old school. I went the green and white. I said, you know what? It you know I do the Chiefs podcast. If I have a Bengals colored hat, they're gonna they're gonna kill me. So. But hey, they, it's a nice looking hat. Hey, they won't kill me at least, you know. No, so. no. you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> right. I do. I have to consider right. that. Right. You're in. Uh... Uh, so let me uh, let me make sure we have a we have a super chat. I want to make sure I get into here from Mike in Sweden. And Mike, thanks so much, man. Super generous. Uh, Mike's asking who and what do you think will be the X factor, and do you think that a win will restart the dynasty talk to cement Patrick Mahomes as the best to ever play the position? So I'll I'll start with you, uh, Malcolm. Then I'll answer the question as well. What do you think should be X factor in the game? X factor to me in the game is going to be uh, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, that's going to be the X factor for me. You know, I want to see, um, you know, how the ankle uh, injury is of his. You know, sure. and uh, if he can, uh, you know, if he can cement himself, um, you know, with you know with this uh, legacy of his, then uh, then he'll get the respect that he deserves, that that he should rightfully get, and. You know, and then we can end this whole chit chatter about uh, giving Patrick Mahomes the respect that he's doing. Yeah, no, you know, I think the X factor is going to be in this game, and it's well said. I think it's, I think it's really going to be the Chiefs defensively, those those rookie corners in the game. I wrote a lot about him as a piece up on Fanside. I tweeted out as well. If you could check it out, a lot of work went into it. I talked to Patrick Mahomes for it, Andy Reid, Steve Spagnuolo, all the corners themselves. I talked to Brian. Dude, I didn't talk to Brian Cook. Wasn't made available. I talked to Juan Thornhill about Brian Cook. 
Um, got a lot of real good insight there. I uh, talked to Brett Veach about it as well. But I think I think those guys and how they deal with A.J. Brown, how they deal with Devonta Smith, obviously they're going to have some safety help as well. Um, they're, they're so critical in this game. And to answer your question, Mike, about Mahomes, does it start the dynasty talk again? I think it does to some extent. I mean, look, they'll be in, in three Super Bowls in four years. If they win, they'll have won two of them. Um, Mahomes, I don't think anybody's going to walk out of this game saying he's the best ever because Brady yeah. is Brady is beyond approach for a while. Right. Montana, who, by the way, Joe Montana, uh, stick around. But um, it's, it's something to note with Mahomes. If he wins a second Super Bowl, you enter a whole different pantheon. Like, not many guys have won multiple Super Bowls, and certainly not many have gone to three and won two Super Bowls. So, right. I, I think let's put it this way. I think a, a win cements him top ten, and you could argue top five. I think that's a fair argument to be had. Right. For, right, Pastor. And to answer, you know, and to add on what Matt's saying, um, for me, Pastor Mahomes winning this, you could actually put him in the top ten, you know, as quarterbacks. Also, you could put yep. him in there as a – you know, it's top five. You know, I you know I would say right there. I would say for me, if he wins this one, I would say he's like right there, top five for me. You know, as a you know as a quarterback, you know the way the way he's able to dissect defenses, the way he's able to blitz. You know, the blitzes, he's just able to be a magician. You know, you know it's yes. just unbelievable. So that would be my answer to your question there, Mike. No, I think it's uh. Mahomes is somebody who, at this point, I don't think anybody argues he's the best quarterback in the game today. We right. had that like weird quasi argument about it with Burrow for a week, and then the Chiefs right. won the game. Right. But if he wins his game, I, I honestly, it's a weird thing to say about a guy who's twenty-seven years old. I think it be like the rest of his career is almost about his legacy at that point. Like, right. If you win two Super Bowls, like you're cemented. You're you're that guy. Absolutely. Then it just becomes like, how far can you go? Right. You know, how many Super Bowls can you win? How many right. Pro Bowls can you get to? So on and so forth. And you gotta, you also gotta look at it this way too, Matt. The Chiefs, they're gonna get better every single year, and that division. Quite a young talent. Yeah, quite a yep. young talent, and they also are gonna upgrade in the draft. You also gotta think about that as well. Yes. So once they upgrade in the draft, and you know the AFC is gonna be loaded. You no got, question. You got Joe Burrow every single year. You got Josh. You got Josh Allen. Lamar you got Jackson. Lamar, Lamar yep. Jackson. I mean, the AFC from top to bottom is stacked. That's why the AFC is such a, is such a tough conference to win, to win, and not only that to get to a Super Bowl in the AFC is really tougher than it is the NFC. The NFC is so easy; you don't really have that you you don't really have that dominant team in the NFC where you say, okay, you know, you're going to run through. The only team I would say you would have to run through in that conference in the NFC would to me would be San Francisco, yeah. Philadelphia, yeah. obviously, you know, but those are the only two cities to me. Is where you're going to have to really run through when it comes to the postseason. And, and all the yeah. other teams, NFC, you know, it's not really, you know, they're not really, you it's know, not as much depth. Right. There's yeah. not a lot yeah. of depth. There's not a lot of, um, you know, a lot, a, 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 a lot of talk either. So, no, I, I agree that all, most of, most of the great young quarterbacks in the AFC. Right. Right. So, and, and to your point about the picks, look, I just looked it up. I was, I was googling it as you said it. Uh, the Chiefs are projected to have 12 draft picks coming up this this year. Right. So. You have one in each of the first three rounds, two in the fourth, one in the fifth, three in the sixth, three in the seventh. I mean, that is a lot of ammo. And I think sometimes, you know, I'll be the first one to say, I look at it and go, yeah, well, three in the seventh. They got Isaiah Pacheco and Jalen Watson in the seventh round. 
Right. Right. So I mean, you know, they got Trey Smith in the sixth round. Exactly. So these are these are picks that you're looking at the later round picks, but they can be really valuable. Plus, it can be used to trade up. Exactly. Right. So if you want to move up 10, 10 spots, right. 20 spots, whatever it may right. be, you can package some of those picks. And the Chiefs are gonna have a lot of cap space because they didn't sign Tyreek Hill and they right. traded him. Right. So it gives them so, a lot of flexibility. So for me, if I'm the Chiefs, I would get a top, a top grade wide receiver, either through a draft. Or you try to get a veteran wide receiver to help the young guys. I agree. So that you know, so they can um, continue to develop. I think you know, for them, they might bring back Juju. You know, yeah. maybe bring him back on a couple year deal, and then right. But then, to your point, you know, we had we had uh, I interviewed Jalen Hyatt earlier today of Tennessee. Yeah. Potential, mm-hmm. you know, late mid late first round pick. He'd be a guy if he's there for the Chiefs. If he slips a little bit, he'd be perfect. Yeah. Right. You bring him in. You put him on the outside. He's an extra receiver. He's got a ton of speed. He told me. Uh, in an interview that we did earlier, that'll that'll be up on on Stack the Box later. Um, he's hoping to run a four two nine at the combine. Let me wow. tell you, so he runs a four two nine. Can't say he's not picking him, okay? Right. Because he's not going to get there. But right, he, he at that size and whatnot, a four two nine. You're moving if you're sub four three. If you were, if you were, if you were, if you were part of the Chiefs brass, yes, and you had all those picks, what? Who would you? go after first you know i i think it depends on the board but you know i look at either edge rush receive because they might lose frank clark and carlos Dunlap this offseason so right edge rush receiver mm-hmm. or maybe a right tackle right i, I think those are the three mm-hmm. and whoever's highest on my board at that point is probably the route i'm going i don't think one of them is so much more important than the other you know i mean obviously look they're here right they're here exactly. for a reason exactly um but I, that's probably where i would land on that and say give me those three positions and then, uh, and then whatever's happening at that time, that's how I'd go. But I think those are the top three needs for Chiefs, uh, you know, going into free agency. And of course, they might even fill a couple of those. Before right. We get they, the they may fill a couple, a couple of those, uh, a couple of those positions, like you mentioned, Matt. I mean, edge rush is going to be huge. You know, like if they could get no an edge rush from the draft, and you got to remember, the NFL draft is in their backyard. In Kansas City. Yes, in KC. Uh, first time drafts have ever been held there. Right. So that'll be a lot of fun. We'll be there. I'm looking forward to eating in a barbecue to last me a lifetime. Yeah. Um, you, 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 you'll be um, having a lot, a lot of barbecue, baby back ribs, and oh, yeah. the, you know, in, in I'll, Kansas City. I'll, I'll have enough salt in me at that point. I'll right. be, I feel like the Michelin man, but that's all right. I, I feel like that anyway. I look like that anyway. Um, <laughs> so look, we're going to be joined by Trey Wingo here in about five minutes or so. He's going to be coming on, joining us. Uh, can't wait to have him. Trey's one of the best in the business. Also one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. Absolutely. Um, and then we'll, we'll go from there. We'll have Sean Alexander, former NFL MVP, running back to Seattle Seahawks. We'll also have TJ Hawkinson as well. That's right. And we can talk to him about a, a rare midseason in-division trade. Yeah. When he goes from the Lions to the Vikings. Yeah. You don't see that very often, the guy yeah. in trade in division, especially you, a good player. Right. You Like like you said, Matt, you rarely see something like that. You know, it's rare. But – um. But when he hops on with us, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll mention that as well. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. So we're going to have uh, those three guys coming up here in the last hour of our two-hour stream. Uh, and then, by the way, at 1 o'clock local time, 2 o'clock Central, 3 Eastern, uh, we'll be mm-hmm. back. Uh, I'll be back with Patrick Allen for another stream on our Attic, a couple hours. And then at that point, yeah, I see a lot of people like, hey, Verderam, where's the Mountain Dew? Believe me, for the second stream, it's going to be a case. Okay, <laughs> I, never drink, I never drink soda. I'm not a soda guy. Uh, but I am this week because up in the media workroom, they're trying to truly kill us all. There's no water. It's like Diet Pepsi, Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Diet Mountain Dew. So I'm going Diet Mountain Dew 
I don't care the aspartame. Take me away, God. Or Gatorade. Uh, or Gatorade, for example. You know, like they'll have Gatorade. Yeah, the occasional and Gatorade. Stuff. Gatorade that's, here and there. That's water. true. Yeah. Yo, water's been a hard commodity to find. I've been looking for water, and I, right. I, I, uh, like, love you. I look for it in all the wrong places. <laughs> um, so, uh, listen, thank you so much. Everybody who's here, if you haven't already subscribed to it, uh, whether it be Arrowhead Attic or uh, Stack in the Box, please go ahead and do that. It would be really appreciated. We here at Fanside are thrilled to be partnering with Special Olympics for this week of coverage. Uh, Malcolm and I will be here all week long. We're also going to be covering the Super Bowl together uh, in Glendale at State Farm Stadium. On Sunday. Uh, can't wait to do it. Cannot yep. wait. It's been a lot of fun so far. It's been uh, I, it's been groundbreaking. It's been a ton of fun. I can't. Yeah, so it's unprecedented uh, history in the making. Uh, you know, uh, please uh, subscribe, you know, if you haven't, you know, to you know, to the Stack in the Box uh, live stream or, uh, or Arrowhead uh, – um, addiction. So yeah, it's been listen. It's been uh, it's been great. It's been it's been great to be doing this, and and, and it feels like the amount of guests, uh, as as Kay was pointing out, people are picking up. It's it's they're everywhere, which is typical. A lot of times on Radio Raw, this is my fifth time being here. Mondays and Tuesdays, a little quieter. People start rolling in Wednesday because now they're rolling in for the weekend as well. Right. So you get you get a lot more foot traffic. The NFL experience is open for the first time today for fans. Yep. The shop is open. Patrick Allen can tell you a little bit about that man. Got a sweatshirt, had to take out a loan, uh, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. If I'm taking out a loan this week, it's going to be like a whiskey sour. Um, Looks like Trey Wingo is Trey uh, Wingo is joining is, us here. Is about to approach here. So appreciate Trey giving us a few minutes here. Hey guys, how are you? Awesome, Good. How, Trey, are you? how are you? Very well, very well. Good to be with you guys. So awesome. Thanks when, for having when, us. Did, uh, when did you get in? Uh, I got in uh, Sunday night. Sunday so I've been here all week, and I'll be here until after the game. So looking forward to it. Uh, where did you fly out of? Uh, well, uh, I flew out of Maui, Hawaii. Hawaii, wow. Yeah. How so, long of a flight was it from 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 uh, for you from Hawaii to here? Uh, about six hours. So it was uh, one of those overnighters. So uh, came uh, rested and ready. Not really at all. Yeah. Awesome, Trey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks. Thanks for hopping on with the uh, stack in the box with me and Matt. Absolutely. So you're working with Caesars yep. this week. Uh, if you would, Trey, uh, tell us uh, why you're working with Caesars and what you got going on. Well, I'm, uh, they gave me a fancy title, uh, Chief Trends Officer and Brand Ambassador. Basically, <laughs> they asked me to help people understand why the odds are the way they are. I don't set the odds. or people way smarter than me to do all of that. I feel like what I do now is sort of the same thing I always did when I was at ESPN hosting NFL Live. I use the information to explain to people why things happen the way they do. For example, the, you know, the Chiefs are in their third Super Bowl in four years. And they're underdogs to the Eagles. Why are they underdogs to the Eagles? Well, because they've had a lot of injuries over the last couple of weeks. There's still some concerns about Mahomes' ankle. They lost three wide receivers in the AFC Championship game. And the, the, the Niners sort of gave the game to the Eagles, and the Eagles didn't have to do much to win, and they are relatively healthy. Now, I would argue that Jalen Hurts' shoulder to me is more of a concern than Patrick Mahomes' ankle, but that's why right now, uh, the line is where it is. It started at two and a half in favor of the Eagles, and once the Chiefs got a little healthier, that line dropped a little bit because I think people are thinking the Chiefs might be a little better than they thought coming right. out of the AFC Championship game. So, Trey, I mean, you know, like, you know, what? Uh, who was your X factor um, that you're looking at uh, Sunday um, for the game? You know, like, who would you say yeah. would be your X factor um, besides, uh, besides, the, besides the two quarterbacks, uh, Mahomes and uh, Hurts? To me, I'm glad you asked that question because it's a guy that I think has to play as good of a game as he's played all year, and he has done that, and that's Chris Jones. Um, You know, he's a finalist for the Defensive uh, Player of the Year, deservedly so. 
He had two sacks in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. He's come up big for the Chiefs in the past. In Super Bowl 54, he tipped three passes at the line that really tipped the, the balance of power in the fourth quarter against the 49ers. You know, the Eagles have four guys with double-digit sacks. They can get pressure from a lot of different places. And the Chiefs are actually – people don't talk about this enough. The Chiefs are the second-best sacking team in the NFL in the regular season behind only Philadelphia. Yep, yeah. But Chris Jones needs to be what we call a war daddy. Right. He needs to be a game disruptor because they move him inside, outside. He's going to have to win battles against Jason Kelsey. He's going to have to win battles against Lane Johnson, who if it, if he's not the best tackle in football, he's the best right tackle in football. And he's going to have to win his fair share of battles against those two guys. I think Chris Jones is the most important player on the field for either team. Now, taking a little bit of a left turn here, but we talked to Kenny Main about yep. an hour ago. I asked him, of all those This Is Sports Center commercials, which one is your favorite? Yeah. And Kenny's typical fashion said, well, I'd like to name seven, but I'll name two. Yeah. You worked at ESPN for a very long time. Yeah. Or maybe one, or Kenny's World, two yeah. of your favorite commercials over the years that either you were involved in or just that you, uh, you got to watch from a distance. Well, uh, uh, the first one is personal. I was in it, and it was Jerry Stackhouse making fun of my name. And we shot it at my desk, and he's just sitting down. He's like, seriously, man, what's your real name? I'm like, it's Trey Wingo. That's literally my name. And he said, say it again. He just starts laughing his head off. But what I like most about that is that they shot it at my desk. And if you look at Jerry in that commercial, you can find it on YouTube. When when he's laughing at my name, there are pictures of my kids when they were like three and seven over his shoulder. So that was, yeah, my kids were in the show. You know, that, that one. There was a really funny one years ago. It made no sense. It was just stupid. It was with Carl Ravitch. And uh, one other anchor, maybe Steve Levy, and Georges Murison, who was a yep. seven foot seven center for the NBA. Wow! And they're just sort of dancing with to like a big boombox. Mm-hmm. And somebody walks by and says, "Carl, what are you doing?" He goes, "Nothing, just dancing." And he's like, "Can I join?" Sure. And then the three of them just start dancing. It was so awkward and stupid, and there was like no <laughs> lines. It was just them dancing. It was. I thought it was really funny. It made me laugh. Awesome, Trey. I hear you have a great connection with Special Olympus. Can you share a little bit with us about your connection with Special Olympus and just what that means? Yeah, um, I got involved with the Connecticut Special Olympics for a few years when I was working at ESPN. And and I made sure I brought my kids uh, every day because I I just people want a chance to compete, Right. right? No matter where they are, if you have a competitive spirit, you want the opportunity to showcase that. And I just I just think what the Special Olympics has done over the year has allowed so many players like yourself to have the opportunity to go out there and compete. And that's all you ask for, right? When people say, why, why do you think losing on Championship Sunday is worse than losing the Super Bowl? Because everyone just wants the opportunity to compete for that ring, right. for that opportunity. Right. And the Special Olympics gives so many, so many athletes from a wide range of, of possibilities the opportunity to compete. And if, if you are at all inclined athletically, and if you all have a, a, a competitive drive at all, you just want the opportunity. And what the Special Olympics has done over the years is given so many people who didn't have the opportunity to compete the opportunity to fulfill that dream and that drive. And that, to me, is really special. Awesome, Trey. You know, when, when you look at all the – and I know you've been involved in a lot of things throughout the years, whether yeah. it be Special Olympics, whether it be the Ronald McDonald's house – where, where does that spirit come from that you want to be involved and give back and, and, and make sure that people who maybe aren't always included and should be yeah. 
are so? I mean, where, where does it, is there something that, from your background, or is it just, that's well, just how you feel? There's you a couple of things. One, I, you know, we're only as, we're only as good as we are as a society if we're in this together. You know, we want to, we need to, we need to be, have everybody involved. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of it. But you mentioned the Ronald McDonald House. Um, that was personal because when I was working in St. Louis, one of our friends' children was diagnosed with cancer. And I saw the good that the Ronald McDonald House did for all those families who had children with cancer and gave them a place to stay and feel like a family and feel like their child wasn't take, being taken away from them in some sort of medical experiment, but it was more of an inclusive experience where the family could be involved. And I saw how much that helped our friends when they were dealing with their son who was diagnosed with a, a rare form of cancer. So some of it is just the innate desire to give everybody every opportunity, but I also saw firsthand how much good uh, the Ronald McDonald House did for a lot of families in need. That's great, Trey. Yeah. And so uh, I would love to ask you this. Uh, was there a favorite sporting event that you that, that you love to cover? Um, share a little bit about that. Well, I've always been a huge football fan. Uh, that's my favorite sport, and I love golf a lot. So those are probably the two favorite sports I've ever covered. Although I, I have to say, uh, covering the 2002 Olympic Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City, that was a lot of fun. And, and being there, having grown up watching the Olympics all those years and to be a part of it was really, really special. You, correct me if I'm wrong, grew up in Connecticut. Yes. Right? So you have your favorite team growing up in the NFL? Were you a Giants I, I fan? I did. Yes. No, I was a Cowboys fan, and I hate to say that. Because, wow. But let me explain. Uh, my, my whole family's from Texas. My mom is from Texarkana. My dad is from San Antonio. I have relatives all over the state. Mm -hmm. And we lived overseas when I was a young kid. We moved back in the 70s, and the first – football game I ever saw was a Monday night football game between the Dallas Cowboys and then the St. Louis Cardinals, who now are, of course, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Um, and my parents were like, hey, Dallas Cowboys. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, they that's my parents. They knew that, so they became my – and they won a lot in the <laughs> 70s. The Giants didn't win at all. No, they did not. So, no, they did not. you know, that's sort of where it started. And, you know, once once you start, you can't, you can't really abandon ships, so I'm stuck with them. Okay, fair enough. Fair I, I didn't enough. know if it was like a Yale Bowl thing. You know, back I did go see the Giants play the Cowboys in the Yale Bowl once. I absolutely I'm did. I bet the Cowboys won that game. They right? did. Yes. Absolutely they did. Wow. They did, yeah. That's was great. there a favorite Cowboys player? That's Roger Staubach. Roger, Roger Staubach for sure. Tony Dorsett. Drew Pearson. I was glad to see Drew finally get in the Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah. Roger Roger was my guy. He was. I'm assuming over the years you got a chance to meet Roger Staubach? Did. A couple of times. Yeah, oh. super nice. I've done some stuff with him over the years, and it's – yeah, one of the nicest guys you can you still can going strong. Absolutely, yeah. Drew Pearson. Uh, I love Drew. How, how was that reaction with him? Uh, Drew is not afraid to show his emotions. You know, and he was finally when he got in, it was great. So I was happy for him. All right, so let's talk this game. Uh, you already talked about the X Factor. Who do you like in the game and why? Well, listen, I, I before the year started, I picked the Chiefs to win it. So there's no reason to jump off that bandwagon now. The Eagles are a better team. Stop top to bottom, they're a better team. But I believe. The Chiefs understand the moment. Mm -hmm. Ever since they lost Super Bowl 55, 31 to 9, yep. they know that for them to be considered a great team, they need multiple Super Bowls, much like the Cowboys of the 70s, yeah. uh, the Cowboys of the 90s, excuse me, the Steelers of the 70s, mm -hmm. the, the Niners of the 80s, the right. Patriots of the 2000s and the 2010s. Right. They've hosted five straight AFC championship games. Yep. This is their third Super Bowl in four years. They need to win at least one more to be cemented as a team of an era. Right. And I think they meet 
the pressure of the moment, and Mahomes, like he did in the AFC Championship game, will will them to that title. If they win this game, do you think they're a dynasty, or is there more work to be done to get that point? It's been a conversation throughout the week. Yeah, look, they're the first team ever to host five straight championship games. They were the first team to host four. Mm -hmm. But in most people's eyes, it don't mean a thing if you don't have that ring. And I think they need to at least win one more to be considered one of the great teams of all time. And a dynasty is like a seven-year run. You know, they're in year five. You know, yep. and they they need they need more than one to be put on that level of those teams I mentioned. Is there a fa- one more question before I, I let you go, Trey? Favorite broadcaster going when I was a kid that you loved so much? There, there are a couple, actually. Uh, there was a local guy in New York named Warner Wolf who did the highlights. He was the first guy to show highlights all over the country. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Bob Costas was a mentor to me when I went to St. Louis and he was at NBC Sports for years. And of course. Ace, what? Chris Berman, you know, Boomer. nobody circles the wagons. Like the Buffalo Bills, Boomer. So- Boomer. Exactly, and and Boom was very kind to me when I got to ESPN, and we still talk all the time. So those would be the three. Awesome. Well, awesome Trey, Trey. thank you so much for joining Thanks, us here. Give us a few minutes on behalf of Caesars. Yes. See you around this week. week. Best of luck as you uh, – Make your rounds today. Yeah, and thanks so much for all you guys do with the Special Olympics. Really proud to be associated with you guys. Thanks so much for having me. You're thanks welcome, Trey. Thanks for thanks Trey for taking the time with us. You got it. Thank you so much. Trey was awesome. Trey was amazing. He is the man. And, of course, as I mentioned earlier, it, Caesars, which is, of course, who Trey's working with, the code word is ARROWFULL, F-U-L-L. You can get your first bet on Caesars up to 1250. If I go any further, i got to read all that legalese. And I, I just, I can't bring myself to do it. Okay, it's on, it, okay, so you know what? Thank God, for producer Richard. Yeah. It's on the ticker. Learn how to read. Yeah. Read it yourselves. Okay? There you go, Richard. So, thank God, my man. My Richard's man. been doing a tremendous job. And uh, we got Sean Alexander um, on deck. And then after that, we got uh, TJ Hawkinson. Right, right. So, we're, listen, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have Sean Alexander at about, 20 minutes from now, and then we'll have CJ Hawkins in here to wrap up the stream. I uh, really appreciate everybody being on. I thought saw Sean coming over with a cup. I thought it might have been water. Good job, Sean. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. And, yeah, Mountain Dew. Right, yeah. At this point, it should just be what was that? Uh, amp? Remember that? The, 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 God, it might even still be a thing. I don't even know. Um, I'll tell you, I never drank energy drinks. It's not my deal. It's not what I do. One time before a hockey game in high school, I had a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. Who basically he's he, he's like eighty percent Red Bull at this point in his life, right? And he had a four pack of Amp that he couldn't drink because he had already drank some other thing. <laughs> so he's like, "Verdurant, here, have one of these things." It tasted like battery acid, and I remember I was in the first period of the game and I was sitting on the bench and I was just like shaking because I had like one and a half of these things. I felt bad. I'm like, "Well, he gave them to me, and they're probably eight dollars a can." So I felt obligated to drink them. And I remember, like, I looked at him during the first intermission. I was like, I'm, I'm going to kill you for giving me this thing. I, can't, I was trying to stick handle, and I just kept shaking. It was ridiculous. Never, How long never, were you shaking for there, oh, Matt? A, a good 15 minutes. I was like, it was just, it was like I was having, like, tremors. Right, I just right, 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 it was, uh, right, right. It was not ideal. Oh, it was my not, uh, let's put it this way. I stayed away from AMP ever since. Uh, no offense to the fine people. Do you Mountain like, uh, what's, your, what's, your, what's your go-to energy drink now since uh, you don't like AMP? Water. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do it, man. I don't do it. I don't get into the. Do you like things. regular water, or do you like vitamin water, or flavor water, I'm or just the whole genre? Right. I'll take any of them. Uh, you know, I, the only thing I'm not a big seltzer guy, which is odd because my father basically lives off seltzer water. But I, 
I don't like good carbonated water. I just I like just regular like vitamin water is good. Yeah. Um, you know, any like flavored water is cool. Yeah, flavored water is really know? cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm a fan of that. I I love water as well. Um, you know, I love uh, I love any kind of flavored water. You know, like blue raspberry water, anything anything water related. <laughs> you know, water is the, the go to for me. Yeah, you know what? I in some ways asking, I've ever had a Jolt Cola. No, I have not. But, you know, I'm bad. Probably the other reason, by the way, that AMP almost killed me was I've never had a cup of coffee. I just don't drink coffee at all. And I just I never. Right. I never was a I don't like the smell of it as a kid. So, I never so, drank it. so, so another, that jolt of caffeine. Right. I think it was so in other words, you're not a coffee drinker. Am I right? I am not. No, sir. Uh, I, uh, I know most people are. Most people, that's how they get up and go in the morning. Uh, maybe that would help me to wake up. But uh, no, it's uh, it's not been it's not been something I've, I've partaken in. I. I got to say, though, you know, if they had a little bit more variety here at the Super Bowl, like I'd go root beer, I'd go orange soda, but Mountain Dew has been it's, – it's been by my side throughout the week, and I'm not looking to abandon it now. Right. So – um, Why change anything? Exactly, exactly. Look, look, look at where it's gotten me. Right. Um, so, <laughs> what, uh, so what are you most excited about to talk to uh, Sean Alexander about? I want to really talk to him about uh, his playing days with the Seahawks. Sure. Share, you know, share about his uh, MVP. You know, what was that moment like for him back in 2005 when he was MVP for the Seahawks? And I would love for him to share a funny story that he has with Mike Holmgren, uh, you know, yeah, back sure. in his playing days with the Seahawks. You know, it's crazy. He had 27 rushing touchdowns in 2005. Yeah, he did. 27. That was the era where everybody, like Priest Holmes had a million touchdowns at yeah. that point. That was like the last time when people really ran the ball down to the goal line. Now everybody just spreads out and throws. And also, you got to remember too, Matt. He was also on the cover of Madden 2007. He was. You're right. We can ask him about that too. Yeah, I'll ask him. Yeah, we can ask him about that as well. So he uh, he was one of the great backs of his era. I'm kind of surprised he's never been talked about as a guy who's a Hall of Fame candidate. Right. He almost rushed for 10,000 yards. He was an MVP. He was great for the better part of a decade. And you know where he went to college? University of Alabama. That's right. He did. He was part of Roll Tide. Yep. So, um, you know, you're, you're based out of Florida. You got a college team you're into? Or? Uh, I mean, um, you know, I, I, I follow the UCM Knights, you know, okay, Gus Malzahn, sure, you know, sure. I've been following them all season long, you know, they they have a really good team, you know, and, and that sort of thing, you know, so I follow the UCM Knights. Go Knights, by the way, you know, shout out to the UCM Knights, in, you know, out of Orlando, you know, and uh, Coach Gus Malzahn, you know, just giving you guys a, a little shout out, you know, and you know, just saying hello, you know, saying hello to everybody back home in Florida, you know, uh, you know, representing you guys really, really well. That's awesome. I, he, uh, he's done a hell of a job. He's, he's a great coach. Um, you know, I'm curious. You start seeing, you know, I know not everybody can see on, on the camera, but as we're looking around radio, look at, look at Richard, my God, he's on top. Get that wide shot. Uh, but it, it, people are really starting to fill in. Yeah, it's starting to it's starting to fill in now, uh, madam. You know, like like the, like today is Wednesday. Like you're gonna have early a boatload of media presence, no doubt. Contingencies, a lot of different radio uh, affiliates from around the country. Um, you know, today through you know today you know through the rest of the week. I mean, you know, it, it's it's that time of year. You know, it's like. Super Bowl week. I mean, everybody's doing interviews or doing their circles and all that, yep, you know, yep. and all that stuff. So you know, it's it, it's it's a fun time of year. Yeah. No, I I think uh, 
very fair to say is we're getting the full shot here. And, and you know what? It's, it's good to be able to bring people in because really, if you're not here, it's hard to quite describe what it's like. You can be walking around and it's like, oh, there's Ryan Leaf. And then there's like 10 people you don't know. And you're like, oh, there's Drew Brees. Right. And then, and then there's Hunter, who, who right now looks like he had about eight Joe Colas. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, you, then you, you turn around and it's, it's Joe Montana. Or it's, yeah. and it, it's just funny. By Wednesday or Thursday, you're so used to it that you're, you're not even phased. You're like, I remember right. a couple of years ago, bumped into somebody. And I was like, oh, sorry, man. He's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. It's going I like to It's Dan Marino. I go, hey, hey, Dan, how are you? Um, but – it's been a really good setup this year. I feel like in Arizona. Yeah, it, it it really has. I mean, it's this is you know this has been a fun um, experience so far. And like I said, you know, for me, it's you know it's not over. You know, Arizona has been uh, yeah. has been amazing. You know, it you know this time of year. I mean, it's chilly for this time of year. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm used to this kind of weather back home in Florida. You know, and I'm also back. You know, I'm also used to this weather. You know, when I was living up in New York. You know, so. So, so, so I'm used to this. How long did you, uh, how long did you live in New York? I lived in New York, uh, believe it or not, Matt. I actually lived in New York from, from 1989 all the way down to, uh, 2000. Wow. Okay. I lived, I lived in New York until 2000. Then from 2000, I moved from New York all the way down to, uh, Miami. Then from Miami, I moved to Port St. Lucie in 2004, and I've been living in Port St. Lucie ever since. Okay. All right. Can't complain about that. I, I, I will say, at least in Florida, you don't have to deal with the snow. Thank God you know, for that. New York. Uh, yeah, New York. Yeah, you so know. Much. Yeah, New York. Not so lucky. You know, you have to sho- shovel snow and all that jazz. You know, so, so I'm grateful. I live in the sunshine state where you don't got you don't got to deal with, with with snow and, you know, but but the humidity is just so brutal. Yeah, and, that, and, and, I don't know and, how you deal with that. Yeah, in, in the sunshine state, it's so brutal. As much as I, I love the warmer climate, get away. Get, I, I'm not I'm not built for the heat. That's I, it's no way to live for me. Now that being said, I envy you when I'm shoveling snow. Right. Um. Because you always don't have to deal with that, especially yeah. when uh, when you shoveled and it's still coming down, and you look out there and you're like, no, there's another four inches. I got to go shovel again. Yeah. Uh, that those are moments when you question every every decision you've made leading up to that point. Um. We will have Sean Alexander in ten minutes. Here on Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona, about 60 degrees outside. It's beautiful. At nighttime, you're going to need that pullover. You're going to need that up in Adam's hat. Yeah, you're going to need I, that. Yeah, going to need that Bengals hat as well. Right. You know that, 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 uh, yeah, the show, you know, yeah. today, today in Phoenix, uh, this morning was like 45 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah 45. Yeah. No, it, it, it gets, it gets a little chilly at night. Temperature yeah. dropped down, of course. Uh, we're probably speaking to a lot of people who are based up in the Northeast and the Midwest, and those people are going, that's nice. It's eight degrees outside. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I sympathize with you. I'll be going back there on Tuesdays. I'm just crying. Uh, looking forward to the family. Not so much looking forward to seeing my house covered in three feet of snow. Right. Um, so what do you, uh, you know, what what is your schedule like here the rest of the day? Obviously, we have the stream until noon. I know we have a spot with CBS later on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, you know, and then, uh, then I also have a – I have an interview as well with Ith- with uh, Ithaca College today, oh, okay. and then I also have another uh, another uh, Zoom interview with uh, Tyree Smith of uh, ESPN 106.3 back in uh, back in South Florida. Um, that's a virtual interview as well today. So that's what I got on my agenda for the rest of the day, Matt. Now, how far away are you staying from uh, Radio Row? Um, staying at the Radisson, not too far from here. Okay. 
So, uh, you know, we stay at the Radisson, and then and then Friday to Monday, I'll be at the Red Roof Inn. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, once you hit the weekend, everything changes because a lot of people go home, or your row empties out, and it's just about the game. Yeah. You got Saturday to kind of chill out, relax. I know I'll be face down sleeping most of Saturday. Well, Saturday, what I may do is I may try to go to the uh, Super Bowl experience. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I, I really need to uh, take advantage of that, you know, and Absolutely. Uh, yeah. see what it's like, you know, and just experience something like that. No, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, uh, I, you know, Saturday for me is a day where I know how long Sunday's about to be. Yeah. So I always say, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to chill, be low key, might go out, might get a new dress shirt for the game. Uh, you know, get, get, uh, get some food, have a beer, relax. Yeah. And then knowing Sunday, it is a, uh, it is an all day event. Cause you got, you know, if you're there for press, which of course we will be. Yeah. We're, we're there all day. You're there like five hours before, before the, game, the starts. game starts so you know and then and then god bless him they got scott hansen usually up to doing like you know he's on the mic and he's talking from the field you know, that man's got entertained for five hours yeah they should be they should have like a cut guy like they're doing boxing for him to towel him off you know? it's insane. <laughs> not like that in, in, in football uh matt not no. like that i know five I, hours straight you know i'll I'll be there alongside with you you, you know, will be, you yep. know for the five hours and uh, it should be a lot of fun my first Super Bowl ever, you know, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It's a great time. Yeah. It's fun to watch the game, talk to the players afterwards. We're going to have uh, post-game sound. So we'll be going up talking to the Eagles, talking to the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's 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 a weird thing because I've been in both kind of areas where the team that wins is obviously elated. They just won the Super Bowl. It's all, the other it's team is ejected when they don't. And, and the other side of it is just tough. I remember I was talking to Joe Burrow last year after the game, and he was – very professional, but you just sat. I mean, just down. It's a it's a very very interesting breakdown where some guys are elated, and the other side of it is not so is, much is despair. And right. you got to remember too, if you know, you may not even get you may not even get an opportunity to be back there. Right, you never know. Yeah, it's it, it, it it's a grind of of the NFL. You have two hundred fifty six regular season, and you have postseason games, and you have eighteen weeks. Of football, so and you got to remember back in the day, you only had 17 weeks. Now right. you have that extra game, so now you got to consider injuries and that sort of thing, you know, and you know, and you know, and low management and those sort of things. So you got to put that in perspective too. Yeah, you know, it's it's harder than it's ever been to get to the right. Super Bowl, right? right? I mean, it, in the salary cap era, teams are more competitive. There's a, there's a lesser uh, split between the good and the bad, right? And then on top of that, as you mentioned, a longer season. Right, it's and a longer not, season. and not only that, you're playing every team in your division, and you're playing teams outside your conference that right. you don't even play right. on a regular basis. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely the case. I mean, right. it's it's a it's a longer, harder year, and but uh, it's 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 one of those things that if you get there, you've earned it more than ever. Right, right. I mean, you've earned that more than you ever have because of the 17th game. And if you're a wild card team, you you have to play 20 games just to get there, just to get there. And it's not easy. No, it is not. Right. I mean, and you got to remember, only one team in the AFC gets a you know you know gets home field, and also in the NFC, the rest of the teams they get a bye. You know, the rest of the teams will play in the divisional round, but you get that bye. Once you get that bye, you're like, okay, we get to rest for a week. You get to see what the other teams are gonna do. Then you got to plan and say, okay, 
this is the team we got to play next week or whatever case may be. And you have to prep. You have to prepare. You got to watch film about that particular team you're playing. So it's not easy. No, it is not. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of dedication in the offseason to get ready just for the season and the yeah. grind that there is. Um, well, Sean Alexander coming to you, to you in five minutes. Uh, as, uh, as Malcolm pointed out, former Alabama Crimson Tide star. So that'll be a good time. We'll have him on. We'll talk about uh, his his uh, cause, which is faith in football. And then we'll wrap up the stream. With uh, TJ at- Hawkinson uh, of the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. So that'll be that'll be good. So I'm looking forward to, to talking about those guys, uh, get a little bit of a past uh, and then a present. So, yeah. Um, good way to close out. Good way to close out a stack in the box uh, live stream. Yeah, I'm curious to see with uh, with Alexander in particular, which running backs kind of remind him of himself that yeah. he watches today. Yeah, I would. I I'm interested to seeing what what he has to say about about today's uh, running backs versus the running backs he he played uh, back in the day. I'm interested to hearing that as well. So this week, if you had to take a guess, who has more rushing yards? Is it going to be Miles Sanders? Or will it, will it be Isaiah Pacheco? For me, it's going to be – I'm going to go with Miles Sanders of the Eagles. He's going to have more rushing yards than Isaiah Pacheco. You also have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who they who they add as well yep. uh, to the roster, you know, for the Chiefs. So, for me, Miles Sanders will have more rushing yards than Isaiah Pacheco because Isaiah Pacheco is a rookie and uh, – you know what the Eagles defense is going to want to do. They're going to want to slow down the rookie running back from Kansas City, Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the Chiefs use Pacheco because McKinnon is their blocking back. Right. This is a game where obviously you want to make sure your protection's right against Eagles front. I think McKinnon's going to play a lot in this game. So you I really I would, do. I, I do. I think McKinnon's going to play more than Pacheco. Right. 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 Be um, honest with you. So I'm with you. I think. Uh, I think you're right. I think it's going to be Miles Sanders, who is the, obviously the lead back for the Eagles. Right. I think Chiefs are going to go a little bit more by committee in this game. Yeah, I, I I agree. And for me, and for me as well, the question from you know my thing is going to be that that Eagles defense with Indomigan Sue, who you know who they who they got from the Buccaneers. I mean, you know, they're going to have to get pressure on Mahomes. If they don't yep. get pressure on him, he's going to run around all game long, and that's going to be taxing for that Eagles front seven. So for me, they gotta stay they gotta do a good job staying home, staying home on Mahomes. Don't allow him to, to get outside that pocket. And once he gets outside that pocket, it, it it's a totally different animal. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And that's gonna be a big thing with the ankle, right? How how much can he run around? How much right. can he get outside? Um I wouldn't be surprised early in the game she's try to roll him out a little bit, make Philadelphia respect that. Right, exactly. So I'm interested, you know, we were talking to Trey Wingo earlier, and he mentioned yeah. he thinks the player of the game has to be Chris Jones, the Chiefs. He's, he's kind of the X factor yeah. for him. I'm very interested to see how the Chiefs move him around this game. They'll play him inside mostly. They'll play him outside yeah. occasionally. Right. They'll get him some one-on-one. Exactly. I'm fascinated to see exactly how the Chiefs go about that, trying to trying to manipulate the matchups. I'm along the lines with you, Matt. I'm interested in seeing what, you know, how they move Chris Jones around defensively when it comes to speed, you know, when it comes to – Steve Spadnolo, like, you know, like what kind of what kind of blitzes is he, is he gonna dial up on Jalen Hurts? You know, like what kind of, you know, you know, are they gonna blitz? Or, you know, are they gonna play some kind of blitz packages? Are they gonna try to do like a four-three type of defense? Right. Are they gonna go man or are they gonna go zone? 
So it's all going to be up to what Steve Spadnall, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, decides to do on Jalen Hurts. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I'm very curious if they bring a lot of pressure, if they just bring four, they try to sit back. Um, I think they're going to blitz. I think they're going to bring a lot of pressure, just knowing the way Spagnuolo coaches yeah. his team. Yeah. No one no one, no one. how Spags loves to bring the blitz yep. for Kansas City. They're going to blitz on Hurts. And for me, Jalen Hurts is going to be after is going to have to be able to stand there in that pocket and be able to throw that football over the top on that Chiefs defense, on that Chiefs front seven, on that secondary, and make the secondary, um, you know, um, make that secondary uh, get on their toes a little bit. Yeah, I, and it's interesting. This year, the Eagles had 80 explosive plays. Yeah. Okay. The only team that had more, the Chiefs, yeah. with 83. So, so these are the two most explosive teams in the NFL by that metric. But – yeah, the key for that is going to be which team can limit that explosive play. That's going to be the key. Yep. Because like you said, both teams led the NFL in explosive plays all season long. So for me, whichever team can limit the explosive plays, that's going to be the team that wins. No doubt. I think that's a huge part of it. I think that's why the Chiefs will sit in their two high looks. They're going to keep the safeties back, try, yeah. to, try to take Brown – and, and Smith away on the deep ball right. and make the Eagles drive the field. That's where the run defense comes into play. That's where yeah. Chris Jones comes into play. Right. Can you get that quick pressure? Can you can you force that quick throw that's maybe a tougher window and it's incomplete? Right. Uh, that, that's where it's going to be so pivotal. And for see, me, uh, what I want to see Jalen Hurts do is stay in the moment, stay in that pocket, that shoulder. You got to protect them. If I'm the Eagles offensive line, my message, my message, my message to them would be, you got to protect Jalen Hurts and that shoulder. No doubt. That offensive line, if I'm Coach Sirianni, I say to I say to my guys, protect Jalen Hurts, you know, make them get outside that pocket yep. and protect that shoulder. You're going to have some very motivated offensive lines in this game. Yeah. Because you got two quarterbacks. You've all The coaches all week, I mean, don't let them get hit. Right. And that's one thing. I, we've talked about the injuries, but you never know in these games – one hit could change the whole game. Right. You know, whether it's Mahomes' ankle all of a sudden, now he's going to or Hurts gets hit, right. lands on that shoulder, and now it's, well, he can't really throw the ball. Right. So, it, you know, it, it's so much that's uncertain about this game, but it's also adding to the intrigue because you just don't know. Right. And I want to see when Jalen Hurts takes that hit on one of the, on one of the Kansas City defenders, yep. how, how is he going to react when he gets hit on the shoulder? Is he going to stay upright, or is he going to be – Clutching that shoulder and be like, some, you know, oh, you know, I'm feeling discomfort. I can't throw. Right. It's going to be interesting. And, and and even if he can throw, can he drive the ball? Right. You know, there's so many questions. There's so many. There's so many unknowns, you know. But but that's what. That's why. That's why. That's why. You know what Chris Berman always says. That's why they play the game. You just <laughs> never know. You just never know. That's right. That's right. I know. I couldn't agree more. Uh, we will have uh, Sean Alexander any minute here stopping by. He's, uh, I'm sure, got about a million different uh, obligations. So no worries here. He will come by, and then we'll have TJ Hawkinson, and that'll be it. We'll wrap the show at that point. Um, and then we'll be back after an hour break uh, where, where I actually might might actually chug Mountain Dew alongside like a, yeah. a $28 pulled pork sandwich that, that, that the company ought to be picketing out front over. Um, <laughs> but we will uh, we'll be back an hour after the stream ends, just on Arrowhead Attic. And that'll be two hours. We'll have Adam Best come on late in the show. We'll have some guests from here. We'll Joe Montana from Radio Row. We'll have some others as well. Adam Vinatieri. Uh, a couple guys who know a little bit of 
about winning the Super Bowl. So that'll be good. And of course, with Joe, uh, I've got to ask him about his days with the Chiefs, and then and then be a complete fan because uh, I've done a lot of these interviews. I don't get nervous; it doesn't bother me. Yeah, interviewing him, it's going to be a little bit different. Might uh, might might be a little bit. So of what's going to be different? Interviewing him. Oh, he was my hero growing up as a kid. He was my hero. So it's, I'm going to be I'm going to be nervous. <laughs> but I can't wait to I can't wait to see him. We're able to add him late, and that'll be fun. Um, so, as we wait here for Sean Alexander to join us, he should be here momentarily. Um, do you think if I said to you more or less, Mahomes, 275 passing yards in this game, where would you go? I would go more. So would I. I'm going to go more. Would you go over 300? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Over 300. Uh, more touchdown passes, Jalen Hurts. Or Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. More receiving, more receiving yards. The duo of Devontae Smith and uh, AJ, Brown. AJ Brown, or Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, I will take Brown and Smith because I think they're going to get pretty much the bulk of the receiving yardage. Where I think. The Chiefs will also throw to McKinnon and Tony and MVS, yeah. and they'll spread it around more than right. Philly will. But I think I think the Chiefs will throw for more yardage. I think the Chiefs will throw for you know, 100 more yards or so. More sacks, the Chiefs defense or the Eagles defense? I'm going to surprise you with this. I think the Chiefs. Wow. Because I think they'll get Mahomes to get rid of the ball quickly right. in this game. I think, I think it's not necessarily a knock on the Eagles. I think it'll be just – the Chiefs do that. The Chiefs are second in sack rate on offense. They right. do not get sacked. Right. The Eagles are 24th. Right. Mahomes, excuse me, Hurts will hold the ball in a way that I don't think Mahomes will. Right. So I actually think the Chiefs, because they're getting rid of the ball quickly, they'll take fewer sacks in the game. I agree with you on that one, Matt. I'm going to go Chiefs as well. Jalen Hurts holds the ball for too long sometimes, and he just doesn't seem to get it out quickly enough. Like, you got to be able to – Get the ball out of your hands quick because when you're playing this Chiefs no front seven, they're going to get after you. They're going to pressure you. And like we talked about, Steve Spadnola likes to blitz. He does. So you know when when he likes to blitz, I want to see how Jalen Hurts reacts. Is he going to be able to stand there in that pocket and get the ball out of his hands quick? Or is he going to hold on to the ball for too long and that Chiefs defense gets after him? Yeah, and I think that's part of it too. Philadelphia doesn't blitz as much. Right. They sit in his own defense. The Chiefs might get two or three sacks just based off the fact they're going to bring extra guys. Right. Right. And if you can confuse the offensive line once or twice, that might be a couple of those sacks. So, and that's what I love about Kansas City. They love to confuse the opposing team. And they're like, they make you, they get, they get you out of what you like to do the best. Yes. And it, it's kind of similar to what New England does a lot, you know, under Coach Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick likes to get you out of your comfort zone like like what you like to do most. He tries to make you go one-dimensional and try to make you think, okay, you know, if I have a good defense, got to slow you down. Hey, Here we go. We got in, Sean uh, Alexander. Sean Alexander, former uh, MVP. Sean, how are you? What's I'm good. On? How are you guys doing? Awesome, doing Sean. Well. Radio Row well. is crazy, isn't it? It yeah. is. <laughs> packed, man. Did you just get in today? Yeah, uh, we got in uh, yesterday uh, afternoon. Okay, because the first two days has not been that bad, but today has been. Yeah, today's been. It's ramped up significantly. Yeah, it's cranked up then. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So we're, we got plenty to get into. Before we get into it, I wanted to ask you, I know you're here on behalf of Faith and Football. Yeah. Um, why? What, is it, what does that mean to you? You know, um, I was blessed with the opportunity to meet Jesus in a non-religious kind of way. Mm -hmm. To really just say, like, man, like, no one is good but God, right? Yeah. You're full of sin. Um, there's some 
negative things about all of us that would make us not not worthy enough to sit in paradise forever. But there was a savior named Jesus. And I was like, wow, I want to know who that is. And um, to have a real relationship with Jesus is not about rule following, but about a walking in a relationship every day. And so I love that I get to live my life sharing that same love, um, passion, um, connection with everybody saying like, yeah, every day, like <laughs> if the goal is to be perfect, no one's going to get in, you know. But man, we got an opportunity to go have a relationship with the all-satisfying, all-knowing God. You have a favorite? Uh, you have a favorite uh, scripture that you have a favorite uh, Bible verse? Yeah, my Bible, my favorite Bible verse is uh, is uh, Psalms thirty-seven four. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desire of your heart. And it was one of the first uh, scriptures that I ever memorized on my own. And I was in college; I was a freshman, so I learned it right before this big LSU game. And uh, I was the third stringer. And God let everybody get hurt and let me come and shine. Like, he doesn't do that for everybody. But he uh, he allowed me the wonderful opportunity of what happens when you delight yourself in the Lord. Right. He, um, I just enjoyed studying the word and praying. It was like for like two weeks. That was a bye week before that game. And I was just studying and praying and learning. And and what happened is, is I ended up becoming like a superstar overnight on that little campus in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so... Uh, and so um, what God showed me was, it's like, yeah, the, the goal wasn't to be a superstar for me. It never was. It was, God, can you give me moments in my life just over and over and over again where I know it had to be you? Right. So the fact that I could play, you know, it was like, it was like eight verse nine ESPN game. I done stayed up all night playing video games because I'm the third stringer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he's going to let me have the greatest game in Alabama history. And it right. still stands to uh, 20 carries, 291 yards and four touchdowns. And I did almost all of it in the second half. Awesome. Go ahead, that's man. God. It worked out well for you. Yeah, that's good. Um, no, and that's great. I, I wanted to ask you about your career with the Seahawks because obviously it was very decorated. You yeah. won MVP. Yep. You watch running backs now, and, and look, if you have 15 touchdowns, that's a ton. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like you're leading the league. Yeah. You're 27 in one year. <laughs> like, do you ever stop and think to yourself, like, man, I don't know if anybody's ever going to have 27 again. And also, like, how hard was that on you to have 27 touchdowns rushing in a single season? Yeah, it was crazy because, uh, you know, when I got over 20, uh, they said, Sean, you, Marshall Falk, and Emmitt Smith are the only two guys ever to have 20 touchdowns back to back. And I thought, oh, okay. That was like the first time I realized what I was doing was was crazy. And, and they were like five years, 15 touchdowns in a row. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. just – you know, it's like video game stuff now. You right. know what I mean? And so I didn't know when you're in it, you don't know that you're doing that. You're just playing. And so uh, so it's hard to explain then what was going through my mind, except get better, take care of the little things, you know, love your teammates, you know, get better as a football player. Um, you know, so it's it's funny now when I think about it. I was like, dang, I was that guy. <laughs> but uh, but uh, when it was happening, you're just trying to get better every week. Talk about being on the cover of Madden 2007. What was that like? Yeah, you know, that was that was awesome. You know, I, I come from a big family. My mom had six sisters and one brother, so 30-something cousins. And, you know, family reunions were awesome. And and uh, and I remember one of the uh, one of the nephews, you know what I mean? So uh, they, they come up and they're like, uh, you know, Sean, you, you're on the cover of Madden. You're like the guy. And I was like, 
you've been with me like I was the high school player of the year, the college, all American in college, broke all of Bama's records. But that was what it was. That's Got to the pro, won the MVP, already yeah. been to the Super Bowl. He's like, oh, but now, but now you won't mad. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, hey, you know, whatever you need, whatever you need. So, so that that game has uh, always been special. Um, and uh, the EA Sports people have always treated me well through that process and ever since. So, so it was special. And do you ever? You look back on your career, and you were you know, three-time Pro Bowler. You were an MVP, an All-Pro. Went to Super Bowl. All the things you just mentioned. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you don't get enough talk for the Hall of Fame? Um. Well, to be honest, honestly, yes. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, I do. I think that uh, you know, when you look at my stats, you got to go make up other. You got to start by talking about other things that have nothing to do with what I did. You know. So you you know. So uh. So that's a little unfortunate. You know. And they'll be like, he was great, but when his line great, you're like, yeah, they were right. great. So what's I got to do with me? You know, oh, he was great, but you know what? You know, so they make people may have to make other excuses. But my dad told me a long time ago. He said, "You know what? You're great is when everybody starts taking it for granted." Yeah. And so, so I feel like there's a little bit of that that's just happened. You know, so you know, you you get a hundred touchdowns, and all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Yeah, well, you only had a hundred. I'm like, okay, all right. So let's take it for granted. Got all right. I'm just gonna all let right. that slide where it goes. You know, yeah. I I think that um. The players, the legends, you know, you know, I hang, I call Emmitt Smith and we'll talk on the phone or, or Marshall Falk or Marcus Allen or even Tony Dorsett when he's been around. Yeah. Um, they all treat me like we'll, we'll be eating dinner. They'll be like, that's right. You're not in the Hall of Fame. They're, right. they, they're all shocked, you right. know. And so that is always uh, it's always honoring. You know, I still want to go jacket, but uh, but it is uh, it is weird. Yeah. Awesome, Matt. Um, Sean, I would like to ask you. Today's game versus when you play, is there a running back that you love to watch? Um, oh who, yeah, who, who, who emulates your game? Uh, you know, so emulate like completely. Yeah, not not, but there's some guys I love. So I love Dalvin Cook. I love Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was coached by by uh, you know uh, Stump Mitchell. Stump Mitchell was my running back coach in Seattle. So nice. there's a lot of like things that like how he's thinking of the game. I'm yeah. like, oh, I, I see that. That really well both those guys um they run the ball in between the tackles they have great bursts they make big plays they break tackles um I'm, i've been really proud of kenneth gainswell you know my, my own seattle love you know yeah. uh, he has a great burst right before contact mm-hmm. and that's that's something that if you have it um at a young age um when you start to learn how to do it even better it becomes more dominant so i think he's going to have a uh, just a wonderful year uh you know he's going to just have a wonderful career you know and then you know i love uh, jonathan taylor you know so there's a couple of backs i'm just really like yeah they're they're doing it the right way last uh last question before i let you go super bowl 57 chiefs and the eagles uh who do you like and why Ah, uh, gosh you know I'm, i've still got to go with the eagles i mean they they dominate the trenches you know both their offensive line just works so well together defensive line is just very stubborn you know um and uh, you know they they got you know three running backs and a quarterback. You know, almost got they almost run the wishbone like back in the day. <laughs> um, but they uh, they just do so many things so well. Um, I think that they're they're gonna they're gonna win the game. Okay, okay, well, hey, Sean. Thank you for your time, man. Uh, it's been great. You. It's been great, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, thanks a lot, no doubt. Sean Alexander, one of the best running backs of the last twenty years, and an MVP. You won't see too many MVP He's running backs, nice. and yet Sean Alexander, Thunder. one of them, deservedly so. With TJ Hawkinson here any second and, now. And that's it. And then yeah, we'll and then we'll wrap. And I will uh I'll need a cut man, boxing man. And then we'll and then we'll be back on uh 
from one to three, a local time, two to four central time uh, on the Arrowhead at Extreme. Saw Patrick Allen roll in. Good for him. Must have been nice to sleep in this morning. Yeah. So, um, no such luck. Uh, I thought I thought Sean was great. He was really honest about the yeah, fact he that was. he thinks he deserves more Hall of Fame recognition. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with him. He had almost 10,000 yards rushing. Had essentially, I think it was 11,000 yards, uh, 11,000 from, from scrimmage. If I had to vote for him as a Hall of Famer, he'll be he'll he'll be um, he'll be in my book. Because, no one uh, in the world can tell me that he was not as good as Jerome Bettis. Right. He was clearly a better running back than Jerome. But the man is a three-time Pro Bowler, an All-Pro, 2005 MVP, uh, all all decade team. Like that's man, unheard of. Man belongs in the Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, a hundred rushing touchdowns, had 12 more receiving. Like right. To me, he's he's one of the more underrated players of the last 20 years. I genuinely right. feel that way. And. He was on the cover of Madden 2007. He was. How how amazing is that? That is just rare that you get on the cover of a of a, of a football video game. It's just so rare. I, yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, that was a funny story he told us about his family. Yeah. But that was that was the thing that kind of made people go, oh, hey, yeah, he's pretty good. Um, but, hey, you know, video games have that power. People, yeah. people love their video games. Um, Are you a Madden type of guy? I was as when I was growing up. I right. played Madden all the time growing right. up. Now I have a wife and two kids, and uh, you there's, don't there's have no time, time to play. There's no. I play a lot of like baseball and hockey now. For reason, I, I, if I have time, if I have time, that's what I'll play. Do you have a NHL 22 or 23? I do. I have. Uh, I have the new one, so 23. Yeah, I have. A, I just got Madden 23. Um, just started playing it. It looks so realistic. Like when you play it, yes, yeah. it's, it's amazing. The offense, you know, my team that I use the most, I use the Chiefs. Yeah? Yeah, that's my team I use. Oh, and fun, I've been, fun team to play with. Yeah, fun team to play with, you know, playing with Mahomes and Kelsey and those guys, you know. I'm really good at Madden. You know, I haven't lost a game, so I'm pretty good at it. Good for you. Yeah, I don't, if I was that good, I, I would probably have to isolate myself from the family and play for right. money. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I, 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 I can't and I won't. Right. Um, so – now, you know what? I mean, I can't imagine, you know, you go to a store and you're on the cover of a video game. Yeah. Like, that's uh, – <laughs> it's got to be just a wild mind trip. Yeah, it's really it's insane. And, I and you know, since we interviewed Sean Alexander, I'm going to ask you, what uh, what what was your favorite part of the interview, uh, Matt? Probably just his answer about the Hall of Fame, honestly. Just, just because he was so genuine. A lot of times guys go, oh, no, I don't feel like that. And then they, they deep down, like, yeah, you Right. Um, I thought he was just honest. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was interesting, the story about Alabama and how he kind of came onto the scene. Right. Had that big first game. Um, just an interesting guy. I mean, for me, I just I just loved how – I loved how he talked about being on the cover of Mad 2007 and, uh, you know, and, and, and just how, you know, and just how he um, – just how he was able to do all those accolades back in the day. And I loved how he talked about – you know, the fact that um that the running backs that he mentioned, you know, that he loves to watch, you know, like he mentioned Dalvin Cook, Kenneth Gainwell, just to name a few. I mean, you know, that you know, he just loves watching them. And yeah. uh I mean, nobody's gonna most likely get twenty seven rushing touchdowns. That's just insane. And no, I don't know what I've said. Yeah, it, it's it, it it's tough to do because when you rush for twenty seven touchdowns, you gotta stay healthy, obviously. And it's a neat and it's an 18-week uh, uh, 
regular season, you know, you know, and the NFL today now is just so has just changed the game so much. No question. No question. We're going to have TJ Hawkinson joining us here literally in about 10 seconds. You're going to join us now. 10 minutes with him. And then we're going to wrap the stream. So, TJ, what's going on? TJ, what's up, man? How we doing? Good. Welcome 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 aboard, man. I love it. Um, So, right off the bat, first off, you're here at Radio Row walking around. You've got a lot going on. Can you just tell the people watching – what are you repping? What are you here for? And what, what, uh, why, why take on the cost? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm here with Sleep Number uh, to be here uh, with the Minnesota-based company. You know, they're from, uh, they work with the team all the time. You know, and they just actually partnered with the American Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so me being at Iowa, working with the Children's Hospital, uh, you know, seeing all those kids, you uh, really fight for their life uh, in the Cancer Society, and so. For them to kind of tie it in all together, you know, I was based in that. And so to be able to work with a company that's truly doing that uh, is incredible. So uh, it's been awesome to be here, been awesome to, you know, kind of meet this this company and, uh, you know, really make it such an easy uh, form for us. So, uh, you know, my sleep number is 45. I don't know what y'all's is, if you got it, but uh, it's been great to be here. So super excited. Man, TJ, I mean, I want to talk about your impressive season with the Minnesota Vikings. Share a little bit about, about the season you had, you know, with the team and uh, what are you looking forward to uh, in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, it was incredible to be there. Uh, you know, I mean, it's such a great organization. Uh, you know, they're building a culture that, you know, will, will last for sure and trying to be make sure the right people are in it, you know, which they got a lot of great guys. And so uh, to to be there come halfway through the season, you know, it was a lot, uh, you know, but they, they couldn't have accepted me any better, you know, or any more than they did, uh, you know, and to, to have a, such a great head coach as in KO and, uh, you know, to really look up to him and uh, his play calling was, 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 a, was a ton of fun and, and just kind of learning from them and Kirk and, uh, you know, I, I had a blast, you know, it really was a, a something that was meant to be, uh, you know, something that I'm meant to be there. And so, I'll be there for hopefully a long time, and uh, we'll get this thing rolling again. So, yeah, I wanted to ask: not many guys get traded midseason, and certainly not many guys are traded in the division. Like, how shocked were you when all that went down, and how long did it kind of take you to assimilate into a new team and a new offense? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I tried to make that that trade, and um, you know, me being able to play as seamless as possible. You know, I mean, I wanted to make sure that my teammates weren't worried about me, knowing what was going on. So. Uh, you know, I really dove into the playbook, um, tried to understand what was what they were trying to do and, uh, you know, what the goal was in that specific play and, and, and what they were trying to do as an offense. You know, I've been in four now in four years. So uh, kind of learning it, switching my mind uh, wasn't too hard. You know, I had a, I have a little tidbits that uh, helped me transition a little easier. Um, but, yeah, it was truly incredible. It was, you know, it's, it's one of those things I got it. I got the call. Uh, and they told me it was Minnesota, and I'm like, oh, all right, you know, sounds good. Uh, appreciate it. So, uh, but then to, then I got a call from KO, and, you know, he was like, we're super excited to have you, uh, you know, and that's that's all you want as a player is to be wanted, you know, and so uh, that's what you feel in Minnesota, and, and that's what you feel in that culture. So uh, excited to be there. Uh, it's going to be a fun, fun, you know, time that I have there as long as it is, and so – can't wait, man. Were you surprised you were traded just in general, or did you expect it? Uh, I mean, to say you expect a trade is is a little uh, 
you know, you, you don't really ever expect that, you know. So uh, I, I had knew I had an understanding that it might be coming. Uh, I wasn't 100 percent sure. Uh, I obviously I just bought a house the the year before, so I wasn't 100 percent sure, obviously, right. you know, but uh, the, the way the season was going and, you know, we only had one win at the, when I was leaving. So uh, I, I kind of had a feeling that it was going to happen. You know, you start hearing rumors, you start hearing this stuff. But, uh, you know, and then I talked to my guys there, my coaches that, uh, you know, I love and I loved and respected uh, that were like, no, nah, dude, don't worry about it. And then, you know, it ends up happening. It's, it was it was uh, an interesting call, but I, I kind of had an idea that it was going to. So you got a favorite song you uh, you, you listen to uh, before a game? Before a game, um, I don't know if I have a favorite song, but lately I've been listening to some country. You know, uh, really been liking Tyler Childers. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but yeah. uh, my girl got me into him. So uh, it's been that. That's kind of the guy I listen to. A little more calming music. I don't need any more hype than I already have going into a <laughs> right. game. You know, you're already antsy. You're already the nerves are already rolling. So I, I kind of like that calming music and. Uh, you know, his music really puts everything in perspective. He talks about life and everything. So I, I, I do enjoy that. This game is two of the best tight ends in the league in it. Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard. Are there some of the guys around the league that you pattern your game after? Maybe not even pattern after, but take take some things from, watch on table. You know what? I like to incorporate that more into my game. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you watch a lot of film going in that off in the offseason. And, um, you know, you watch a lot of your position, you know. So, I mean, I watched a lot of Travis. Uh, lots of watch a lot of George and then I go to the past, you know, I mean, Tony Gonzalez, uh, you know, Dallas Clark, those guys that, uh, you know, you go you go back Gronkowski, uh, how he how he used his body, you know, and and how he, you know, saw where he was and how he felt where he wasn't in space. And so there's a lot of things that you take and you translate, you try to translate into your game. But, um, you know, you have so many great players in this league and so many great tight ends that you know, you never really want to be attached to one of them or you never, you know, so you, you just try to take tidbits and your game is your game, you know. Since we have Super Bowl 57, uh, who are you leaning towards? You leaning towards the Chiefs or the Eagles? Well, I'll, I I played the Eagles this year, earlier in the year. You know, they're such a good team. Uh, you know, they, they, they got a lot of uh, great players. And it was so early where they, I think they were still trying to feel out where they were. Um, but you know, I only grew up about two hours away from Kansas city, uh, going to their games. So I think I'm gonna have to go with KC on this one. Now it's one thing, whether it be a, as a media member, as a fan watching the games, but when you watch Mahomes as a player, especially as an offensive player, pass catcher, do you even at times watch him and just say, I, I don't know, I don't know how in the world he did that. Or from your perspective, do you see it a little bit differently when you watch his games? I mean, he's he's incredible. I mean, just the way he can scramble, uh, keep his eyes downfield, and make guys open. You know, I mean, he attaches he attaches a lot of defenders when he when he gets out of the pocket because you know he can run for thirty if he wants. And then you know when he does that, then guys are open. You know, so to watch his game as a player and you know as a as a receiver, um, it's pretty cool. You know, because you're like, dang, that that was dope. You know, there's not many guys in this league that can do that. Um, you know, and, do, and to do what he does. I mean, you remember his last last year's was the NFC Championship where he sidearms it, you know, and uh, there's not many guys with that arm talent and, and what he can do. So uh, he, he's a player that you, that you love to watch and, um, you know, you don't miss many games of. One more question, TJ, and we'll get you out of here. Uh, cool. Favorite Rihanna song? 
Favorite Rihanna song? Oh man, uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge Rihanna guy. <laughs> I'm shocked by that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna no, say. No. I was like, I don't even know. No. That's that's hard to come up with on the top of my head. No, hey, man. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. What's Fair yours? Enough. Wild thoughts. Wild thoughts. Okay. All right. It's all right. I don't know. I'm in your boat, man. Yeah. I- is that wild, wild, wild? Yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. Wild, wild yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. I kind of know that one. Yeah. All right, listen, DJ, thanks so much for joining us today on behalf of Sleep Number. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time. Yep. Best of luck walking around this week, and uh, certainly with the Vikings going forward. Thanks, yeah. guys. I appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate you, uh, TJ. Yep. All right, thanks a lot, appreciate TJ. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right, that is TJ Hogsman with Sleep Number. Can't thank him enough. We are wrapping up this live stream here at Sack in the Box. For Malcolm, I am at Burnham. Thank you so much for being here. We will be back on the Arhadatic stream in an hour from now. But until then, we'll chat soon. Make sure to like and subscribe on the way out. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. See you later. See you guys later. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.